And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, kids, we are almost at the end of the year, and Christmas is just right around the corner. This year has just gone by so quickly, and there's been a lot to be thankful for, a lot of good stuff that's happened. So what we are going to do is we are going to go and we are going to dive into the Jaisal Modcast podcast archives. And we're going to pull three episodes from our past previous shows. And we're going to listen to them. And we're going to talk about them. And then hopefully by the end of the three hours of pure audio entertainment, I send you on your way just to have a little fun. And then hopefully come back and we will close out 2018 together and go from there. I don't know if I'll be back next year or if I'll actually find someone to replace me as host of the show. Either way, I've enjoyed my tenure here. Okay, kids, let's just go ahead and get right down to things. I really don't have much to say. Um, well, yeah, I, that's not true. I, I do have a little bit to say. If uh, you are interested in any of us at the Jason Modcast Podcast Network, we also are writers and creative uh, endeavors for the World of Myth magazine, www.theworldofmyth.com, and you can enjoy our writings there. And... Because it's the holidays, and maybe you you have someone who likes to read and you haven't picked them up a gift, go into Amazon.com and play, play. Oh, goodness. i I, I got to switch back to uh, writing mode, not podcasting mode. Um, go to Amazon.com and search The World of Myth Anthology Volume 3. Just came out this week. And... Our very own Stephanie Barty from the World of Myth Bits podcast and also from the World of Myth magazine. Uh, she released her debut novel, Eternal, Eternally Bound. Uh, and you can search that, Stephanie J. Barty, Eternally Bound, on Amazon as well. So there's little things that we are offering. And keep your eyes and ears open for possible new stuff coming out in the future. Uh, I am working on a 2019 calendar, but I had a little snag, legal snag, but I'll take care of that hopefully uh, before the year's end, and we'll have some 2019 calendars available. All right, enough with the chit-chat. Let's get down to business for the reason why you're here. Uh, Like I said, we will pull three episodes, and we will give them a listen. Let's see. What do we got? The first episode this week is Seeing Red, number 106, and it's titled Possibly the Best Episode Yet. Released March 11th, 2015, 
This week, Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave return after another brief absence to talk about the update on the Mongers trailer that will be happening soon and how he has a new appreciation for movie producers. They talk about some casting issues and continuous interruptions from Dave's cell phone as he moves towards to the day of production. Then Rebecca talks about what she's been up to for the last few weeks and get a bit serious as they talk about a young girl who is diagnosed with leukemia. Afterward, they talk about the Mexican-Canadian the Mexican Canadian accent. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I skipped that there. Doggone it. After, afterward, they talk about a horror block as they support our Canadian friends, which causes, causes Dave to bust out his Canadian-Mexican accent. Then, right in the middle of the show, Dave gets an important message about the mongers that causes the course to snail pace and slows even further after another email comes for a donation. Oh, yes, I remember these days. Then the trio get back on track as Dave unveils the possible name for his third child. And just as they begin to pick up steam, another message comes through and stops the show in its place. In the third attempt to go forward with a topic, but we find out that it was already covered in a previous episode. But fear not! They review a hysterical video of a guy who looks who's looking for a girlfriend. Oh, yes, I remember this. So let's go ahead and push play and enjoy Seeing Red 106, possibly the best episode yet. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Seeing Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids, after a nice 30-minute-long little piece with the soundboard, which I was getting ready to chuck the motherfucker right against the wall as hard as I could, I realized that my dumbass put the mic in backwards. So the diaphragm <laughs> was literally pointing towards Rebecca, which I was trying to figure out why did Rebecca sound like she was kind of echoey? Well, because the diaphragm was picking up not only, you know, your mic's picking it up, but mine, because it was facing you, was picking it up. And I, I was getting frustrated. And then when I leaned forward and I said something... And I realized that I was sounding better on the opposite side. And yep, sure as shit. I feel stupid. Every time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, we, I, first I should say um, I apologize. We all apologize. Uh, I know since November we have missed a lot of shows. Um, but the things have just been really busy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very busy and stressful. Stressful, busy, personal things going on, things happen. Life happens. Well, let's go ahead and, and, and jump into because, you know, we've been told, I've been told by a couple of our listeners that you guys talk way too much about the movie. So let's go ahead and talk about the movie a little bit. Um, one of the things that is, it's happening. Yeah. 
That is the big key. The big marquee is it's going to, it's going to happen in a couple of weeks. In fact, um, we did hit a, a little stumble, um, with two of the, well, the, should I say the name? Yeah, I guess I'm going to say the name. Originally, we were going to cast Rugger Hauer to, to play the dad which uh, his name is Ezekiel, um, the Canadian father. And because the things fell through, he backed out and, you know, waiting for us to try to get things back into motion again, he's already picked up three new projects. So he's not available. He's not going to be available in 2000, until 2016. That's how many, you know, yeah. he's, he's full. His plate's full for the year. Then we got another guy, and I'm not going to say his name because he's not. We we still have one little card to play, and hopefully, you know, the person that we know that knows says he knows him. Hopefully, we can play that card, and we can get him to come in at a much more reasonable rate than five thousand dollars a day. Yes, that's right, kids. I said five thousand dollars one day. Now, let me just go off on a rant real fast. <clears throat> Everybody's coughing and hacking. Yeah. Um, We're getting ready. I work in the medical profession. I've worked in the medical field for 20 years. You know, people's lives are on my shoulders every night. If I miss something, people die. Real life, no comeback. Go home in a body bag. You know, next thing is you're going to be pushing up daisies. Okay. I make, at before taxes, I make $250 a day, which is nothing to sneeze at. You know, it's good money. Yeah. But, okay, I save lives. That's my job to make sure. To go and make pretend is $5,000. Crazy. Even the servicemen and women don't even get paid that much. Well, I'm I'm hoping that this this whole thing goes through our card that we're gonna play because I didn't ask about that person. He brought it up to me, so he said I know him. So it's it's everything is in place, and that's the nail biting part about this, kids. And let me say something: I have a really newfound level of respect for producers because. Producing is not a fun job. I don't know how the fuck people like to produce. Me as a co-producer, it's to me, it's not that fun, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, it's kind of cool because I'll be talking to agents and I'll be talking to managers. And at some points, I get to talk to the actors. And that's the key, is if you can get around the managers and the bloodsuckers that are agents and talk straight to the talent, it's more... The conversation's easier. Mm -hmm. You know, the negotiations are quicker. You know, um, we, I haven't, well, announced any, you know, uh, I mean, you could go to IMDb and, and look up the mongers. You can actually see who's been cast so far, but we do have a, a top name right now that's signed. Yeah. And it's because I was able to get around agents. I was able to get around the managers and talk to Robert directly. Yeah. Got a great deal. On 
you know, his, his daily rate, you know, and it was because we were able to get around dealing with the middlemen. Now, if we can get this other star, which he would be the star, I mean, you've read the script, you know, you know, Ezekiel, essentially, even though he's the antagonist, he's the lead antagonist, he's the star. Because there's really, the story doesn't focus on really, huh? No, antagonist. He's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Um, but the story mainly focuses on him, you know, as far as like screen time. Yeah. He's got the most screen time. That's right. So that was kind of a, a thing that changed. And plus it's just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting there with you, you know, and I don't know if I've announced this, but Betts is doing, well, we have talked about the makeup because last episode we talked about how stressed you were about doing the makeup, but Rebecca is also going to be my first AD, which is assistant director. And to sit down and even if it's a trailer, we're still making art. We're still making a mini film because that's what we're doing. We're telling a whole story in a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, so essentially this is like a microfilm. And I get to sit down and, and work with you. Aaron, I just, I can't wait to get that, you know, uh, hey fedora on your head and get you in that dirty Hawaiian shirt. That'll be good. <clears throat> what? I still don't understand what this, the Hawaiian shirt thing is. What do you mean? Like, why is he, why is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Just the way I see it in my head. I see with like a ukulele. I don't know why it's the hat. I have to see it. Okay, I have to see it. I have to see your your yeah your idea come to life because I just don't see it. Let me see the no 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 the um, lighter. It went dead. Oh, see, I hit your hand almost. (laughs) You know what I think that that uh you should do. What's up? What? Because you're going on your vacation. Uh huh. I think you should leave the thing up so me and Aaron can do a podcast by ourselves. Okay. Oh, you got you have to you have to have it all hooked up though because I don't know what the hell to do. Okay. Neither uh, does he. So just uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. And just tell me how to save it. And take a picture and send it to us so we know where everything goes. No, I'll leave it exactly the way it is. All you have to do is just plug it in. Plug it in the the wall i'll have i'll leave all the wires hooked up and everything okay and obviously i won't have to put up a third mic so i'll just put a unless you want to have mom come over and be the d in the red actually yeah put a third mic up maybe we'll get some guest people to come on oh yeah oh yeah um so what else is there really much to say about the trailer i mean to me it's and I've, I've told me. a lot of people this, and a lot of people think it's funny, but it's just the truth. I'm still in the point of, I can't believe this is really happening. What? Okay, so August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Okay, this is we're going into our seventh month since episode 86 and 87. You know, and we're going to shoot. Seven months later, we are shooting, you know, what we, the three of us sat down and were just concocting. Yeah. And it was, it was, I don't know. It, it's hard to, to fathom, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And as much as Rebecca likes to say that I have a big head, I, I am very humbled at the fact that this is happening. Bullshit. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Um, any thoughts? Any other thoughts? 
Sorry, I was off mic. Any thoughts? Any other thoughts? No, but I gotta talk to you about something when we're done podcasting because I just remembered what mom was asking about. Hold on. Okay, sorry kids. That was a little bit of business talk that we needed to take care of and that's, it's not appropriate for podcasting. So, but I'll, I'll take care of, you know, before we leave, I'll, I'll, you know, clarify on things. So, as we always do, it seems like we start out talking about the movie and then we go into, how was your guys' week? My week was crazy. <laughs> okay, go. Um, well, I had an event with my group, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was so long. How long? Well, it lasted like three days. I didn't go on the third day because uh-huh. it was just for breakfast. And I was like, I was so tired from the second day. The first day was fun. Like we were drinking and we went on like a, like an adventure. Mm-hmm. One of the girls from Texas and I made her go to In-N-Out so she could have In-N-Out for the first time. And she bought me In-N-Out. Hmm. She and never she, had In-N-Out? No. She's from Texas. They, don't, they just built their first In-N-Out out there. Oh. oh and she said the man. line is like down, down the, street, the street like crazy. But you know what? Texas beef is so damn good. Well, she was telling me about a place called Whataburger. And I guess it's like it, they have like humongous hamburgers. Like they're just huge. I was like, what? They have that last Vegas. They do? Yes. Okay, we should try some time. But anyways. And... I was laughing because she was freaking out because they don't have man, cause you know, they have their sauce. Mm-hmm. She's like, they don't have mayonnaise here. I was like, no, they don't have bacon. She goes to the drive thru. She goes, what kind of place is this? You don't have bacon. She goes, fat girls like bacon. I said, oh my God. <laughs> you don't have mayonnaise. I'm just like, oh my God. They probably think she's crazy, but <laughs> she liked it, but she said that she likes Whataburger better. Then, um, other than that, just been living day to day life. Struggling with stress. Why are you stressing? Anxiety. Because Stephanie and stuff. And let's go ahead and talk about her. Okay. Um, we're gonna get. In, we're gonna take a little serious turn here, and then uh, we'll we'll get into the fun. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about her uh, because you know I don't know really what to say because you you guys are more close than you know than I am. So go ahead, just. Well, take I mean, I I've known her since. She was born, you mm-hmm. know, been in her life. Me and, me and her have had our ups and downs, but I still love her. Well, and at I, one point, you were raising her. Yeah, for a few years. And, well, I we she came to live with us. Well, she lived with us twice. The first time she came to live with us, she was about six. Mm-hmm. And that's when I first kind of bonded with her. And then when she was 10, uh, her mom left her with us for like a year. And she lived with me in an apartment when I took her to school and everything. And that's when we really bonded, but, <laughs> um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to brain fart. Oh, anyways. But, you know, I saw her because she's sick. Go ahead and explain what she has. And you know what, it, what it's called. I forget. Acute lymphobolic leukemia. Yeah, she has, she has acute lymphobolic leukemia. Um, we just found out about it. We think she's probably had it for at least two years. And she's stage three, right? They don't know. They haven't told us the stage. I think it might be worse than that, actually. Well, there's only four stages. I think she's in the fourth stage. Okay. Um, the doctor haven't put anything on it, but from what I, I'm seeing it's happening with her, I'm assuming it's stage four. Because, like I said, we think she's had it for at least two years. Because <laughs> I was thinking back about, like, she was losing weight and gaining weight. I thought maybe she had an eating disorder. Okay. Because, you know, you, there's no other signs. 
that's a sign that's a sign of leukemia but i didn't know that at the time and she was always tired and fatigued i was like i don't know what's wrong with her you know but the last year is when she really started complaining about like i don't feel good all the time i feel sick and they just thought you know she's just complaining but probably the last what four months is when she really got sick the past four months right Five, four or five months, yeah. She start well, it started out where um, she had a period for like three months and she hid it from everybody. She would keep asking for like pads and pads and like finally like, what do you want all these pads for? And she's like, well, I've been my period. Like, why didn't you tell us? You know, that's not, that's not safe. Right. <laughs> so they took her to the doctor and the doctor like made it stop. And then they said, oh, she's fine. She's, she has, because she has regular periods. She's had them her whole life. So okay. they didn't think anything of it. Well, then, what was it? A month later, she mm-hmm. met, she mysteriously fractured her foot, and like they, they, I guess they didn't believe her, but it just fractured on its own. She's like, I didn't fall, I didn't trip, I didn't twist my ankle, nothing happened. It just swelled up one day. That's weird. And it was, I seen a picture. It was huge, and it was purple, and, and I was like, I told her something that doesn't look right. I was like, you need to go back to the doctors. That is not normal. But she didn't go back then. And I, she probably should have went back when I told her to go back. Cause I told her, I said, people just don't sprain their ankle. I mean, sprain their foot or fracture their foot. It's not sprain, fracture. Fracture their foot from nothing. Right. That's not normal. No. And so then probably two weeks after that. Yeah. She swelled up like a balloon. They took her to the emergency. She sat at the emergency for eight hours. And she was like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. I don't feel good. So David went home and took her to sleep. Like and they left the emergency and then he went, he took her back. He's like, you know what? You're, you need to go back. He's like, he's, she's like, no, I don't want to back. He goes, you need to go back because there's something wrong, you know? Right. When they took her back, they said all that they could see that was wrong with her is that she was anemic and she needed a blood transfusion. Okay. So they transferred her to Loma Linda, which is out here is our, um, it's one of our best children's hospital. Well, they have there's a regular hospital. They have a children's hospital there. And it's a really, really good one. Yeah. Because she is a minor. Yeah. She's 16. And. When she got to Loma Linda, they were going to start doing her transfusion, but they realized, like, all these signs, something's not right. And they knew she had leukemia because they tested her for it. That was, like, the first thing to test her for. Really? Because they were giving her the transfusions, but they were looking at all her signs, like, over a course of a few days. And they're like, you know, something's wrong here. And they're like, we need to do a, a, a bone marrow biopsy on, your, on her. Just putting two and two together. Yeah, so they did it on her, and she she had leukemia. Well... They put her in the hospital. They had her in one of the isolation rooms and they were, um, she was on, cause she was in a lot, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So she was on the, she had her medicine drip or whatever. It's called a PCA pump. Yeah. That thing. And she was real, real swollen. She had gotten so swollen to the point where she couldn't even like walk. Her feet were huge. Really? And when I say huge, I mean like looked deformed, how swollen they were. Her face was all swollen up. She started to turn yellow. They didn't know what was wrong with her. <laughs> and that's the first time I saw her. When I saw her, it was just like devastating. Yeah. It was shocking. I think any person that ever seen someone that they love look like that, it's scary. Mm-hmm. She looked bad. Really? So. And was this last week? A week before last week. A week before. Two, two weeks ago. Okay. And um, I guess she, uh, they said, because she had fluid on her lungs at the time and she had blood she had blood coming into her stomach and they couldn't figure out why. Plus they were giving her uh four types of, of chemo 
she had to have a uh, four different types of chemo. That's that's why I think it's in the four stage because that's a lot of chemo. That's true. And Plus one they, of them was in the spine. Yeah, one of them was in her spine because she had she had uh, cancer cells in her spinal fluid going to the brain. So they put one in her spine. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they put chemo in her spine. They said it. What they said it wasn't like at a progress rate where it, they couldn't reverse it. You know what I'm saying? But it was already that far. Right. So I left, and then after I heard, I heard that she was getting better because they gave her surgery <clears throat> to fix the bleeding because the blood was pumping from her heart into her stomach instead of going to her liver. How? It had a blockage or something like that. Huh. Yeah. So they fixed that, and then when I went back to her last week, she was doing a lot better. She was sitting up. She was talking. I mean, the only thing was that she was throwing up continuously because she was so nauseous. She couldn't ingest anything. That's sad. Yeah, like she was sitting there, and she was so thirsty because they didn't let her eat or drink anything for all those days. Uh Uh-huh. And she was just, every five seconds, ugh, ugh. I'm like, poor baby. Every five seconds. But I I was hopeful because she was doing so much better. I was like, well, that's good. It's good. But I guess, um, cause she kept saying, when we were there, she kept saying her chest hurt her. Yeah. She's like, my chest hurts. They're like, are you sure it's not from throwing up? She goes, no, it really hurts. There's really pain there. She goes, it's not just my muscles tightening. She goes, I feel like a sharp shooting pain in my chest and it hurts. Well, <laughs> they kept telling her it was in her head basically. Well, finally the nurse called the, the doctor's assistant. What are they called? The FPA. Yeah. Or the F. FMPA, family nurse practitioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called them in to see her, and then they're just a PA. Or, yeah. And the next thing I heard is that um, she has congestive heart failure because she's overloaded in fluid. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So her heart is pump is like pumping, getting tired. Mm-hmm. She had now she has pneumonia on top of that, and her kidneys are failing. And this is all happening in less than a month. That's sad. this is a matter of three weeks. And they have her on a breathing machine to let her rest, but to make sure she doesn't stop breathing because of the ammonia and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they have her um, on dialysis. And they have her in a medically induced coma. So, praying that, that a miracle happens. She needs a miracle. She really does. Because her body's trying to shut down on her. And it happened all so fast. Like, in three... It's crazy. I didn't really think that, that like that could happen that fast. I didn't. Yeah. But there's one good thing for her though. Her the best thing for her is her age. Her yeah. age is is her greatest yes. benefit. Yes. They said by putting her in this coma that it's going to help her body heal. Yeah. Cuz yeah. she hadn't she hasn't been sleeping at all since she's been sick. Mhm. She's constantly she been in pain. Yeah, she can't she she'll fall asleep for a minute and she'll wake up. She's constantly in pain or she constantly throwing up, you know what I'm saying? Right. There's been no rest for her. So they said that by her doing this, her body's going to get to rest and it's going to help her heal. Yeah, that that makes sense. I've seen, you know, because I worked a long time in ICU, that's that's actually common practice. Because they didn't want to put her under, but I, I'm sure the doctor probably told them, like, if you don't put her under and do this, there's probably a lot, a big chance she's not going to survive, you know? Right. So, ask all our viewers out there to please say a prayer, send positive vibes for Stephanie, because she really needs it. Absolutely. She really does. It's just, it's heartbreaking because she's, she's a baby. Yeah. She's, 
She's young. For she, any, it's, it's heartbreaking for anybody to go through something like this. Yeah. But especially when you're that young, you know? She yes. hasn't even got a chance to live life yet. It's, <sighs> yeah, it's something that will, I'll think of something. Maybe we'll set up some type of, um, like a, a P.O. box or something and our listeners can like send well wishes or something. Yeah. Or maybe like set up an email and they can send the email. We'll print out the emails and, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe yeah. next episode. Well, no, not ex- next episode kids is going to be uh, a best of, uh, because I'm going on vacation and I'll be gone a week. And then the podcast that Rebecca and Aaron are going to do, uh, whether they do it by themselves or they have, uh, you know, People our mom come. come in and do it. I see my mom having Justin come over and do it. Okay. And but that'd be okay with you though. Probably. Yeah. And, um, that will be the, the, for the week that we're recording. So it'll actually be, you know, two weeks before I sit down and, you know, well, all of us, it'll be two weeks from now from when we sit back down and, you know, take place, but we'll have something set up when we come back from shooting the, the trailer. Um, and then I'll be on vacation after that. Where are you going? Las Vegas. Oh, you're going to Vegas too? Yeah, I'm going from the 2nd to the 6th of April. Okay, I am, first I, I need to apologize because I am typing an email. This is just what it's been like lately. And I, I do apologize. I I was listening to everything you were saying. Um, I just have this one lady that is going to do a read for the American mother. And she just wanted to know what type of approach, um, the character needs. So I was just kind of giving her a little directorial. Um, in fact, there's, there's three candidates right now to play Janet. Um, you know, and I'm just going to be open and honest. There was one that I would have hired. I mean, as soon as I got it and, and confirmed that, you know, her approach would have been as good as what I see in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. She would have been the first person. I would have nabbed her up just like that. But she's... And, you know, it, it, the funny thing is, is I understand and I, I don't think she's a slacker or a procrastinator. But, um, you know, it's it's been two months now since I've been waiting for a read. Mm. And, you know, just her time has passed and unfortunately i think she would have been a very good janet um this new lady um let me see if i can find her i think she's gonna be a a very good janet too she actually physically looks more like you know how we were discussing the um you know what she looked like Uh um let's see i'm sorry guys this is gonna be a shitty episode (laughs) i know get off your damn phone (laughs) Um, even, and she's aware, you know, she, oh, fuck, man, I just saw something. What? We have to get a pregnancy suit. Yeah, I told you this a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, like, we have to get a pregnancy suit, like, soon. We can make one. Put some pillows under her belly. Yeah, you can make one. If, if it's not going to show, get mm-hmm. some styrofoam and f- cut one out and glue it to the lady. I was going to say what, what, uh. See, she looks more like the way we described it on, you described mm-hmm. her on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, 
you know, her read will come Paper up. mache. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can get a, 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 what are those things? Those big old bop it balloon things. <laughs> get one of those and then just No, get... I was watching this commercial the other day and this and the lady was in the bed, in bed pregnant and it was the most fake, worst pregnant belly I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Where? It was on TV. It was on uh, Hulu. You know, they have their little commercials. Uh huh. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, that looks so. It was like, it would just look bad. I was like, that is bad. It's a pillow under. It was a pillow, I think. I legitimately think it was a pillow. Oh, yes. I cropped the lighter. Sorry. That's good. It's because I didn't throw away. <laughs> I want to talk about something. Can, okay. We, go don't for have, it. we don't have nothing to talk about, right? We don't have like a set list here. I do, but it's okay. Okay. So we got our first. Horror block. Horror? W-H-O-R? Horror. Horror. A horror. Freddy Krueger. Okay, gotcha. Horror block is from a company called Nerd Block, which is out of Canada. You know, we gotta, we gotta, uh, support our Canadians. Canadians, That's right. (laughs) Um, the only thing about that is it takes forever to get into the United States and to come to your house because I ordered it. It's like a full month. They shipped it on the, no, they shipped it on the 26th and I just got it today. Well, because they still have to go through customs. Yeah. But, I was very happy with it, and I'm going to be signing up for their nerd block and for their arcade block, because I'm, like, collecting all these. So I'm probably going to have, like, when I die, I'm going to have, like, millions of dollars worth of collectible, I swear, for my kids and grandkids. But anyways, <laughs> um, so the horror block is a horror-themed, like, subscription box, kind of like how they have the makeup boxes and all that. Uh-huh. I was getting the makeup bo- <clears throat> like the different makeup boxes for a while, and I have so much makeup, I was like, you know, I don't want that anymore. I was like, I want something that I'm, like... Going to appreciate. So I got into the loot crate. Which I still get my loot crates, but yeah. um, I've been really disappointed with the last couple of them. But I want to try something new, and I seen the horror yeah. block, and I heard a lot of good reviews about it because a lot of people get all of them. And <laughs> the horror block, it has. Um, well, this month was the theme was like werewolves, vampires, and zombies. Okay, type thing. fangs. It was fangs. It was called bitten, wasn't it? Or something? Bitten, yeah, bitten, 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 or something bitten. like that. Well, uh, this month I got this little plushie and it was a, it was a microbial plushie of what the zombie, cause there's a really, there's a real zombie virus mm-hmm. that affects amoebas and it's like a copy of what that virus looks like mm-hmm. and it's cute cause it's like a, it's like the shape of like a little virus but it has little arms on it, little hairs and these big old eyes and then, <laughs> sorry, like you, every month you get a specialized t-shirt from them and this month was the Bride of Frankenstein. And what is it? Love never dies, something like that. Love forever. Or... Yeah, something like that. It was awesome. Together forever. Together forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then it had this little thing. It was like goopy, and it said like it's biohazard like zombie containment unit. Containment containment unit. And you open it, and there's all this goop, and you pull the goop out, and there's like a little figurine inside of it. That's a glow in the dark zombie. Oh that's my god, cool. the goop was so gross. Creepy. It was like uh, snot. Yeah. And it was like weird because it was wet, but when you took your hand off it, it was dry. It was weird. Really? Yeah. She's like, like throw feels, that stuff away. Ugh. It feels wet on your hand <laughs> when you let go of it. It's like dry. It was weird. And then um, it had a book in it, which is a best-selling book called Bitten, which I want to read. And then um, it had what? Oh, it had a, a wristwatch too. It was like vampire things. Yeah. And then it had one more thing. What was it? Uh, comic. Oh no, or, no comic. It it's a magazine. magazine. It has a magazine called uh Rue Morgue. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Have you heard of that? I'm familiar with it. Yes. I was thinking about our movie. I was like, we could put it because they do like a lot of the B movie type stuff, like the or the indie stuff too. 
Yeah. Like and you get one of those stuff. every month when yeah. you subscribe. So. so I was thinking about like, we should put our movie in there once we get funding. Because they have different movies to talk about that are coming out or like people make, like there's, some of them are like and Sundance. this is coming out uh-huh. of Canada. There's different stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If it's coming yeah. out of Canada. Yeah. So I was happy about what I got in there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I like the box too. The box is pretty badass. The lady's like, what is that? The, the male lady? Oh really? Because it says whore block and it has like tape on it. It's like all bloody looking and stuff. She's like, she's like, is that movies? She's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went out to go get the mail. And she's like, oh, yeah. She gives me all the stuff and I have to sign off for Dean's medicine, which is her uncle. I signed off for his medicine because he wasn't there. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, hold on. I got one more thing for you. I was like, uh, what could it be, right? And I see the black and I was like, yes, sweet. She's like, okay. Like, she's like, well, what, what, what's in that? Is it movies or something? I said, no, it's like a bunch of different horror type themed uh like things that you get like you can get like figurines and you know collectible stuff like horror stuff she's like oh that's pretty cool i was like yeah i said we've been waiting for this for three weeks that's cool hey you know just real fast back to the mongers real fast i actually thought you know if this second person doesn't come through (coughs) what do you think about robert england as ezekiel if he grew some hair out or put a wig on him. Yeah. And the beard, you know, attachable beard. Do you think, I mean. To have the original Freddy Krueger as Ezekiel, there'd be so many people on that already. Well, I, I mean. That would be, that, I don't know. I'd be, well, because, I'd probably cry. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Man, I love you. Well, because I'm trying to approach this as not as a a fan, you yeah. know, as a horror yeah. fan. I'm trying to think of who would good, yeah, yeah, who would be good for it. I think he could do it because I think he has the look. Yeah, it's got to dirty him up a little bit. And he's up there in age now, so yeah. Okay, that was just it's definitely a thought, you know. Yeah, because he had said Nightmare on Elm Street, and it triggered that thought. Did I? Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> did you? He did. Oh. <laughs> because I asked, I said, horror, W-H-O-R. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a horror block. We ain't pimping them bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. There's what? a video we have to share on Seeing Red next episode when you're back. Okay. I don't know if it's fake or not, but it's this guy. Oh, my God. I wish we could do it right now. I just thought about it, but I don't even know where the video is at, but it's crazy. I was going to say, I don't even have the hookup for the TV set up yet. I'll just say that it's a guy. He's like making a recording of himself, like trying to find a girlfriend. Uh huh. It's so funny. You think it's fake, but then it's so creepy and he does it so well that it has to be real. <laughs> he does something that's. No, like this, the way he talks and stuff. Like I, and the stuff he says. Uh huh. You're like, oh, he's trolling. Like, the shit he says is hilarious. Like, it's, like, the biggest nerd gross guy ever. Like, um... I think I may have seen this. One part, he's like, he's like, well, I used to have a girlfriend, and I I started dating somebody else on Facebook, so she broke up with me, and then I found out that the person on Facebook was her math... Her math for... Her math for dife. No, no, no. He's like, her math for... Her math for dife? Dife. Yeah. He's like, I don't really know what that is, but I think it has something to do with homosexuality, so I had to dump... I had to dump him. But it's like, it's so funny. It's, and there's other shit. It was worse. It's like crazy. And this kid is like, he's like, yeah, I have the Justin Bieber haircut. You'd have to see it. Like, we're going to watch it when we're done. We're going to talk about it next time. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> it seems so crazy. 
that it seems and funny that it would be fake, but then like he does it so convincingly, like it, I think it's real. I really do. Some people are like that, like the like the people that you think like the hardcore nerds that, are, that talk like this. That's kind of how he talks. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, speaking of talking, do I sound a little bit different? No. No. I can hear it. I can hear it because, um, well, one of the reasons we missed. Well, last week we missed was because of the, the, was it the movie? I think it was the movie. But the week before that, I was having severe toothache and, um, somebody punched you while you were sleeping. <laughs> and I end up having the back teeth, the two back teeth pulled. And I never realized that when I speak and pronunciate my words, I place my tongue in the back. So when I, when I'm talking, like when I'm talking right now, I can literally feel that I'm the emptiness. Yeah. I can, I'm putting my, my one tongue is the to one. the remaining tooth back here. <laughs> but the <then> one tooth. <laughs> and then I can feel that, well, that's the thing. You know what? Put him in an old man makeup and he'll be perfect for Ezekiel. Squeal pig. Squeal eh? <laughs> I had to, I tried to put a little extra emphasis eh. on the, the Hispanic part. The Canadian Mexican. <laughs> Canadian I'm telling Mexican. you, the episode of, of American Dad was written just for him. I know. I seen it. It was good. It's hot, right? Yeah. Right? See? Every time I watch, I'm like, Kevin! Like, we talk like this and then we're back, back, like, we're Mexican. It's like, what? Mexico took over Canada. It's like, yeah. do you have a Canadian Mexican accent? Uh, you, you know that shit was hard to do, too. Oh, yeah. But you for know. you, it's natural. <laughs> it comes natural for him, man. Uh, but, uh, that's, <clears throat> that's why we missed. And uh, speaking of <laughs> Canadians, Mike was telling me, he's like, the show must go on. And I was like, no. <sighs> yeah. No, no. Because I, I called and, I talked to Rebecca and, and Rebecca was shocked because I always want a podcast. Always. Yeah, he's like, I don't, uh, not this week. There's only been one time that he didn't want a podcast. That was a dark Two. day. Yeah, that was a horrible day. That was a dark day. But, uh, I, I was laughing because I s- said, um, if I were to go and do a podcast, I'd sound like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford on a good day, you know? There's a forward. flew the Millennium Falcon. Uh, <laughs> Punch it, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you oh, seen that? Hold on, hold on. The gentleman that has the connection just messaged you back. Messaged me back. All right, kids, let's find out. This might be a great day. Okay. Do you smell love in the air? Um, we're going to. <laughs> no, it's just cigarette smoke. No. <laughs> okay. You guys spin it. Let me take care of this real fast. Okay. Okay. Uh, but, it, but, but, but that's all, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what's happening right now, kids. It's like constantly. And you know what? I, I love lace to death because. She has been so tolerant because like almost all the time. And that's kind of the thing where I was talking about being a producer is like, I'm constantly in talks with talent, with agents, with connections. I'm constantly, constantly, constantly. (laughs) And you know what? She has been so good about it. And not to mention, you know, she's 
uh, well, as of today, as we record, she's 13. Let's see. Oh, wow. Hold on. We just got a donation to the Mongers GoFundMe. This is just my, wow. This is all just kind of coming down, huh? Okay. So, the Vizcara family has donated $50. Thank you, Nars. I know who you are. Uh, he's, he's a friend of mine. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And every little bit helps. Yes. You know, I, I said this in the very beginning when I first started, um, the, the GoFundMe thing. I said, I have 233 fin- friends. I said, if each person would just throw in 15 bucks, mm-hmm. it would be over in one day. Yeah. But, you know, I, I sincerely appreciate the ones that have donated. It means a lot to us. Um, oh yeah, it does. So <clears throat> making dreams and visions come true. Just for you. Uh, okay, guys, let's see. Let me go ahead and I will be right back. Um, Rebecca. Why don't you just pause it? Okay. All right, guys. I'll be I talk ready. to him every day. Yeah. Well, that's why I was thinking it would be good. This is nothing I haven't probably talked to him about. All right. Well, then sit back and relax. <laughs> We've got to pay some bills. Here come the ads. Now, that wasn't so hard, was it, to listen to, what, three minutes of ads? Well, we're back now. All right, kids. Um, I haven't got a reply yet, so that's why we're jumping back into this. One of the things that I wanted to mention, um, Lacey's here. She's actually in the kitchen. But I was going to bring it up anyway, is we have come up with a name for if it's going to, you know, because Lace is 13 weeks pregnant, you know, as of today, um, we'll find out hopefully here soon if it's a boy or a girl. But if it's a girl, we have a conclusive name and it's Lily Mae Montoya, which I really sincerely like. I mean, it just has a really good flow. And, um, Lacey's mom was teasing me because she's like, you know, where are you going to stick the, the lily part in the Jaselmon? So I'm like, ooh, you know, <laughs> because it's not right. Yeah. Right. I have to put it in there. Yeah. So what'll it be? Jaisel Lilmon? Wow. That's really hard to say. Remember? Lil Jaisomon. Little. Lil Jaisomon. Lil Jaisomon. <laughs> Uh, I don't pay a roll of TPs, though. <laughs> 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 I'll drop the mon. Just put May. Jaisal May. Little Jaisal May. Um, and then if it's a boy, and I I hit lace with this because, I mean, other than Jaden, you know, I had Jaden picked out years and years before he was even born. Um, but, you know, if Zoe was going to be a boy, it was going to be Xander. So it was like a Zoe-Xander kind of thing. So I was thinking kind of doing that no, same thing. it was going to be if they were twins. Oh, that's right. There was questions of, of if uh, she was going to have twins. But this time around, if it's 
a girl. It's Lily. So I was trying to think of something similar to Lily. And I think, and Lace really hasn't given me a reply on this, but I, I really like Liam. I didn't, I don't Any know. Any kid with the name Liam is a badass. You think so? I like that name. I love Liam Neeson. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> so I don't know who Liam Neeson's are, awesome, but... so that, that flies over with me fine. But the middle name has history. Yes. Normally the, the middle name, well, not, you know. Yeah. Because with Jay, it's, yeah, it's William, which is our grandpa Perky. And then, um, what is Zoe? As far as generations for Marie? I think it's eight. So eight daughters straight <coughs> has had Marie. Marie as the middle name. So whatever you know, and if if it's if it's a girl, May is a combination, which kind of works out really cool because Lace had a really, you know, strong bond with her grandma. And her middle name was May. And it was spelt the same way as Grandma Ruby. Yeah. The M-A-E. But May. Nana's mom was um, May Bell. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it goes her first name. Then she gave her first name to my Nana for the middle name. Gotcha. And then your great grandma's <coughs> middle name. So it's got history. Right. There's got a meaning. So I would have to, you know, if it was a boy, the middle name will have to have some type of meaning behind it. But, so, I guess we're looking at neither Lily or Liam. You don't understand. Carlton. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about that, too. I was like, it just, nothing Liam sounds Carlton. right with that. With that name ever. Liam Kevin. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say. Liam Jefferson Montoya. What? <laughs> I was going to say. You don't understand. I have a certain a choice, particular like, skills. Name the boy. Fucking name him Diego. I will find yeah. you. Yeah. I, I like Diego. I will track you down. Diego Montoya. <laughs> Diego Montoya. Diego Montoya. He's a white. No, he'll be like a blonde-haired <laughs> white Why? white boy. He's like I'm Diego Montoya. How are you? Ah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm okay. trying to, I'm trying to think of names of people that were related to on the debris side and I, and I can't, all I can think of is Jefferson. Wiggle the cord. There you go. I think you have to tighten it. What was Graham Perky's dad's name? Something weird. No, it wasn't. It was, I thought it was William Virgil Dubray. No, Graham Ruby's dad. Graham Ruby's, no, it was Graham Perky's dad. It's doing the thing. Or was it Graham Ruby's dad? One of them had a weird, we're, not weird, but kind of like unique first name. Really? Yeah, I just can't remember what it was. Call your mom. She don't remember nothing, Lacey. Really? <laughs> Call my mom. <laughs> She'll ask me. What did you say? My great great grandma's name was. Um. Oh, Carlton. That's uh, Randy's middle name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just put I put two and two. My only problem with Carlton is all I can ever think of is. Yeah. For Fred Friends. <laughs> um, so that's, we've got a name down. Well, because we were talking and I was serious about the Anakin thing, mm-hmm. but then, um, Elise made a really good point. The nickname to Anakin would be Annie. What's I would never call him that? Annie though. <laughs> but that, that would be, 
I don't see anything wrong with that. What? Calling a boy Annie? Yeah. Oh, he would get teased. He would still get teased. Oh, I know that, but I'm saying I nah. don't see anything wrong they with that. They think he was a badass. They'd be like, your name's Anakin, you're a badass. Yeah, the teacher would be like, hi, Annie. Oh, God. Do the jar jar me. Hi, <laughs> Oh, damn, you know that good. I'm really so happy to see you. God. So we had we had this guy in our class when we were going to Marinello. His name was Ricky. And he was telling me a story about when him and his sister went up to Big Bear for some kind of parade or something. And I guess they got out of the car. They went into like this parade thing and they, they got there like, you cold? He's like, yeah. You cold? Yeah. Let's go back home. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, black people have no place being out in the cold weather. He's like, it, it just doesn't go with us. He had me laughing yeah, the, so the hard. The funniest is when Ricky was who was saying the story about when they went up to Big Bear to go to the <laughs> zoo or whatever, uh-huh. and it was just them, and it was kind of kind of late at night, and he's like, uh, they this he they take him into this little park area, and there was like fog coming over the mountains, and all of a sudden uh, the fog got so thick he couldn't see anything. Oh yeah, and he freaked out and he grabbed his cousin. He's like, all right, let's go, we're going. Screw the. <laughs> Screw the thing. He's like, well, are you paid for it and everything? He's like, are you sure you don't want to stay? You're like, no, we're going home now. <laughs> if I can't see in front of me, I ain't going nowhere. This man is scared of everything, too. And him and his cousin do everything together. It's funny. I know. And they're both exactly the same. Now, who's this? Rick, he's this guy named Ricky we used to go to school with. Yeah, he, he was... He's funny. Oh, man. Poor guy got shingles so bad, though. Yeah. I'll I'll re-listen to it and I'll just. What I'll, are you doing? Huh? He'll add his tidbits. You know what? Next time we podcast, I'm demanding you turn your phone off. <laughs> well, next time we podcast, I want you to check on your we'll be finished with the trailers. You'll so. still be on your phone trying to do connections and shit, trying to get money and funding. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, uh, there it goes again. Blue. Close yeah. Facebook down. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, he's he's playing tricks with me. What's he doing? Uh, he said, okay, he, he sent a picture of him and, we'll just say Sid, mm-hmm. sitting next to each other. And he said, see, there's a reason why I'm sitting next to him. I'll see what I can do. And then he sent a picture of, and I just figured it out, heh <laughs> Um, if you can figure out what these two picks have in common, I'll help you. Laugh out loud. But I actually do. I figured it out. Um, it is the magazine, the thing in common is that they are both connected with the oh what is that let's see if i can see what it's called it's something corpses is it chicks and corpses girls girls and corpses okay common let's see common is that they both connected with the magazine Parentheses, girls, and 
C O U was corpses, but corpses. C O R P E S. C O R P. What? C O R P E S. P E S. Or corp? No, C O R. That's corpus. C O R P S E S. Yes, yes, S E S. Like, what are you? Where you're missing an S in it? That'd be corpus. Are you right? Because I think you're wrong. What? About what they have in common. What is it? I don't know. I have to look at it. But I think I know what picture you're talking about with the magazine. Okay. Um, here, just pass this over from there to there. <clears throat> yep, kids. This is this has been the best scene read podcast we've had. In- Since number one. But 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 Welcome to see red. How do I go back? This little button over here? No, you just move up. Up or down. Oh. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be able to operate an iPhone. I'd probably throw it at the wall. Stupid, they won't work. It's because the magazine's sitting in front of Sid. Oh, I see it. And okay. she's a model in the magazine. So I'll find out. Um. Do you think do you think I'm right? Yeah, I think it has to do the magazine. Um. Okay. So before I send this off. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah. Um let's see. <sighs> okay, so before we wrap this up, do we want to do one topic, right? Is that cool? Yes. All right. I'm sorry, guys. Yep, I was right. All right. Uh, How do you have his phone number? Huh? He didn't. He's on Facebook. Who? Oh. You're on Facebook, right? Yeah, this is Facebook. Okay. So I was like, because nobody, fa- nobody has his number. All right, kids. I'm going to set the phone down, and we're going to jump into one topic, and we're going to close up shop. I think we talked about that one last time we podcasted. Did we? Yeah. Which one? The woman that stopped traffic to masturbate in front of yes. a cop car? Shit. Yep. And the ninja one. And did we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am such a bad Um he needs help apparently finding topics because Aaron, you have to get back to work finding the topics I, did. I sent him a bunch of stuff. Uh yeah, I'm looking right Let's now. Let's just find this video. Can we and talk about it real fast? I I we can you can just watch. It. I've already seen it. Okay. Well, yeah, we can see it because I still I don't know if I've seen it now. Oh. You're talking about that. Kid. Let me log into my Facebook real fast because I have to go through a friend's. Okay, no problem. Facebook. Okay, go ahead. Okay, what we're going to do is because I obviously picked the wrong article to cover. Um, Bet ha- was talking about this video. So we're going to watch this video and then we'll go from there. This is craziness, by the way. Because I'm kind of in hope for, I'm looking for an internet or a real life girlfriend. (laughs) I recently broke up with my other girlfriend because some guy on Facebook kind of convinced me he was a girl and we've been sexting each other for about, let's say about a good four months now. I've sent him pictures of my body and stuff and then he just turned out yesterday and told me he was a hermaphrodite. (laughs) I don't even know what that is. He just said, I'm a male 
hermaphrodite or hermaphrodite. I don't know what that is, but I'm just going to assume it's something to do with homosexuality and atheism or something. Um, so yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm kind of looking for an internet girlfriend. I p- prefer if you were like kind of tallish, kind of like a modelish type of body. You're hot. I-, I like my tan girls. Like if you're covered in fake tan, that's kind of okay. But don't don't go OT where you look like Snooky. Um, but Snooky's kind of hot too. Um, I kind of like black hair. I like look. I've got black. Justin Bieber type hair. It's very gorgeous, as you can see. Um, I don't like pimples. If you have one pimple, no, thank you. I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I, I'm, my face is actually very clear. I have gorgeous, luscious eyes. My my friends. Kevin's face. Lovely teeth. I got a sexy tongue for tonguing people. <laughs> I've also got a fit body, as you can see. Um, a lot of people, whenever I go swimming and stuff, or we go to a beach party, everyone always compliments my body, so I guess that's a plus for you. Um, uh, you have to be into vampires. Like, it, like I, I would prefer if you were into vampires, because I have a fetish for them. Parfait. Also, I want you to meet my cat. You have to be into cat. Come here, Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, say hello. Anything for Mr. Whiskers. Find me a girlfriend. We want a girlfriend for Jared. So that's Mr. Whiskers. Seriously. So you have to be a cat person. You have to be into vampires. Like I'll explain the vampire thing. Um, I kind of have a fetish for vampires. Um, I don't like admitting it. So hopefully into that. Um, you have to be able to make me um, food and stuff, and you have to have a hot body and preferably big boobs. Is I this like guy rich? Nice butts and lovely boobs, and you have to have fat blowjob lips. If you don't have fat blowjob lips or a big tongue, then I'm not really interested, to be honest. But you have to be like kind of into vampires. Um, no Asians are, um, or like those sort of people. It's not that I, I don't really find them attractive, to be honest. Um, and no hairy girls. I got a call from a hairy girl. She was like, I thought it was a man at first. So yeah, uh, please hit me up with a message if you're interested in dating or going out or whatever, and I'll hope to get back to you. I am looking for some hot, sexy young ladies, and if you can, please contact me ASAP because I just need the love of a woman. So thank you. Peace and love. That has to be real, though. If it, if it's not real, he's the greatest actor in the world. No, I'd have been busting up laughing. That is real. Yeah. Oh my god. And the funny thing is, is that he he comes off as gay. Gay, yeah. And he's like, no. He has a lisp, and his just homely little thing on top of that. And the thing is, is I think, well, what are they called? They're um, metrosexuals. Mm-hmm. That's just maybe, you know, like at the peak of metrosexual. 
But yeah, this guy is real. This guy is real. Like you said, if he's acting, that's the best damn acting I've ever seen. I'd have been busting up. And he took it. He didn't like, it's not edited. You could tell. Yeah, it's straight. I'd have been like, (laughs) come here, Mr. Whiskers. Come here, Mr. Whiskers. That's his mama lied to him, made him think he's hot stuff. Yeah, really. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, this is, oh my God. Cause everybody's like, is it real or fake? What do you think? I was like, that has to be real. Oh yeah, that's real. That's definitely real. <coughs> That's a real on a creepy level. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I can't even. You have to be a sexy bodies. <laughs> Dude. You have to like cats. Come here, Mr. Whiskers. Come here, Mr. Whiskers. whiskers. <laughs> Come here, Mr. Whiskers. He's all, find us a girlfriend. Find you a girlfriend. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Well, we got at least we got one laugh in there. Oh my god. Um, so come back next week, and we're gonna do the uh, the next part of the best of scene red. Then the following week will be Rebecca and Aaron, possibly with a special guest. And then the third week we will have lots to talk about because it will be post uh, production for the trailer. So for this week, I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I am Aaron Illich. And fuck. Why, why y'all got to say I am? Because I am. Make me sound like I'm illiterate and shit. I said, <laughs> I'm Rebecca Lofgren. You're like, I am David K. Montoya. I am Aaron Illich. I've always done I am. But he doesn't. <laughs> Today he's like, I, I am. Because I was going to say I am bloated with fajitas. I am Justin. the director of the mongers. David Montoya. Thank you. I told you that ego. That ego is there. It is real. It is not. It is here, people. It is not a joke. Okay. His aura, his head's about the size of a peanut, and his aura is the size of a damn hot air balloon. Oh, shit. Yoda air balloon. All right, kids. We'll see you next week. Um, I was on a... What was I going to say? I was going to... You know, because I always do my ending. <laughs> Well, let's just, let's just go call back to the ending of episode 87 and say, if you're not down with Canadian Deliverance slash the mongers, then you're seeing red. See you next time, kids. Squeal, big squeal. Good night, Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers. All right, kids. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. That was, that's a, oh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about the mongers. Um, we made the trailer. I'll say that. That's as far as we got. All right, kids, let's go ahead and pull episode number two for the show. Just get going here. Keep it going. Keep it going. Okay, this one is American Fat Ass Podcast number 51, German Pancakes. With Mercedes M. Yardley and the Littlest Yardley. Released January 25th, 2015. This week, Nick and Jim welcome back to their show. Author, blogger, baker, chicken raiser, ukulele, ukulele player, and follow fellow podcaster Mercedes M. Yardley to discuss a variety of topics, including German pancakes, police shootings, a guy who chopped off his fingers, and online gaming, among many other things. 
All right, kids. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite episodes, so I, I do remember listening to this. Uh, go ahead and let's listening to American Fat Ass Podcast number 51, German Pancakes. All right, American Fat Ass Podcast. Nick and Jim back with you guys for your one-hour weekly bullshit session. We do have Mercedes Yardley on, friend of the show, author, horror writer, um, baker, chicken, chicken raiser. Owner. Uh. <laughs> yeah, all, this. <laughs> all these fine things <laughs> and you have a newly shaven head is that is it really new or is that sort of you know I, think I did it yeah i did it a couple months ago but it is it's awesome and just for those that might be concerned like my mother it's only you know part of my head on one side <laughs> it's, a it's a real thing but i love it yeah totally did so yeah 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 and uh, one thing I did notice recently is uh, your book, Nameless, is uh, currently going through some uh, contest for the cover, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's um, Nameless is one year old this month. So it came out a year ago. And there is, there's a, a little uh, contest for cover um, art, and it's in the running. So if you guys are on my um, site at all, or even I'm going to put it on my uh, fan page, just which is so horrible to say i don't like i don't like the fan page i don't use the fan page but um if you want to just hear about the book and not hear about me and my life that's the one to go to um but you can just go and vote and um yeah i think you know i'm, I'm biased but i love that cover and i think it's the best one on there so i i totally think it's good. <laughs> it's, that is not a dog that is not your dog that is my dog yes <laughs> squeaky toy. that's my dog playing with a squeaky toy yes <laughs> it almost sounds like two people humping on an old bed no, <laughs> no. quiet little quiet little hold <laughs> <laughs> on my lap at the moment <laughs> <laughs> okay so um one of the reasons why i wanted to bring you on this week is because it's our big 51st episode like <laughs> we, yay like the party last time I missed, right? <laughs> right yes so we we were going to bring you on for our 50th and then we recorded last week and we were like oh shit this is our 50th show <laughs> so, you are on for the big five one you, you know. know anybody can celebrate a birthday it is a true friend that can come and celebrate later and unexpected is That's what i right. say all right Very <laughs> they can show up show up like weeks later and be like yeah happy birthday whatever <laughs> <laughs> right well right. congratulations you guys that's, that's a ton of episodes it is yeah but only about three or four of them were decent so i mean uh, you're only I'm counting like, like you know half of them that's like, this is, a lot like of our 25th words floating around in the the ether from you fine fellas <laughs> <laughs> yeah but 90 percent of them are the f words i mean it really isn't that many words at all <laughs> very true oh my goodness. Well, congratulations that's awesome Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now um, Nick wanted to plug a charity, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm i not really a part of it. Uh, my boss and his wife founded this organization called Kibbles of Love. And um, I, I'm a huge fan of what they do. Basically, what they do is down here in South Florida, they uh, collect uh, food donations from you know stores, people, everywhere they can get them. And then they bring them to families with pets that are in need. You know, it wasn't that long ago when, you know, we started struggling around here, you know, throughout the United States. People were losing their jobs. They couldn't afford to keep their pets. But because they loved them so much, they would do whatever it took to keep them in the house. 
And so Scott and his wife, Angelina, like I said, form this charity and they go to these households with dog food, uh, medical supplies for pets. Um, if for some reason the family really just can't take care of the animal at all and they have to get rid of them, they come by and they take them and put the dogs up for adoption. Or what I love about them even more is that instead of putting them up for adoption, they'll take them, put them into a foster until that family is back up on their feet and then they bring the dog back to them, which is amazing. Um, the reason I bring this up is because uh, I started a GoFundMe for them. Um, they're trying to get themselves into a bigger location. Right now, they're kind of working out of like a, a kind of a back room at a local um, animal rescue place called Peggy Adams down here in Florida. And they're trying to get into a bigger location so they can help even more people because they're completely out of space in there. So uh, if anybody wants to help them out, you can go to GoFundMe and look up Kibbles of Love. It's K-I-B-B-L-E-Z of love and i mean any donation if you just want to share it or whatever whatever you guys can do to help out it'd be greatly appreciated do you know why they went with the z on kibbles uh, i have no idea i should probably ask them that one day but i have no idea how very That's 90s weird. of them like it's like the boy band of uh, charitable groups <laughs> <laughs> So they only they only take care of the pets. They don't take care of. I mean, they it, their main priority is you know trying to help out the pets. But when you think about it, I mean, me personally, let me see. Tina, how much do we spend on dog food a month? We we spend about sixty seventy dollars just on dog food a month. So I mean, if we we're hurting bad and somebody came by and took that burden off of us, even for a couple months, I mean that that's that's a huge thing to help out with. So in a way, they're definitely helping out the families too, but. In this case, their their main concern is the animals. They're they're there trying to help out the animals as much as they can. And I mean, if you if you own pets or have pets in your household, and you love them as much as say I do or anybody else does, it it means a lot to you to have somebody come by and help you out with them. Cool. Yeah, I agree. You should agree. <laughs> there's there's been weeks where um, we've been out of dog food and we'd be like, uh. We have five dollars in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, give them leftovers, you know. <laughs> Pull out that steak from the freezer. Let me know you, Well, and see, that's the sad thing about it is there's so many cases out there where you know people are willing to go without food to feed their pets. I mean, I you know I work in retail and I've seen several times where people have come in not being able to afford food. And I've seen them start putting back, you know, bread and eggs and not putting away, you know, putting back like the cans of cat food or dog food or whatever. And I mean, it really it really just puts things into perspective when you see something like that. So, like I said, I, I really respect the organization. You know, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help them out with it. Uh, well, this is going well. <laughs> I'm my daughter. Do you see her licking the syrup out of the bowl? She's wearing the bowl on her face like Winnie the Pooh. That's she what I'm talking about, man. That's what you need Canada. to do. <laughs> You're like, here are all these hungry pets. My daughter's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it goes. Yeah. She's hungry and can't eat her. I'm sure you wanted to know that. Right, right. Tell her to use her hand. My she did that wrong. already. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a mess you know i'm like whatever just go feral i'm doing a podcast just kind of that, that was me when i was a kid man i like the bowls of everything like i don't care if it was cereal i like the dry 
if I had like a plate of pie and I ate the pie, I would lick the plate dry. I mean, I was crazy about Yeah, and you're the co-host plates. of the American Fat Ass Podcast. Thanks a lot for that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do it anymore, all right? <laughs> like, now I like people. Now I just walk by and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many times I can do that before the cops are called. You know, I bet we should have a contest. I bet they would call the cops on, like, you before they would call them on me, though. You know? Oh, oh yeah. Mommy! <laughs> yep, that's mommy. There's there's sexism. It's alive and well. Awesome. <laughs> like, that, that is me. Yes, there's there's me. Um, I'm drinking. Yeah, he's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Rocking the pomegranate tea. Oh, yeah. Is that what that is? You're drinking out of a mason jar. I just wondered. Yeah, I love this cup. It was actually um, given to me by my best friend at his wedding. All the wedding guests at their place setting had these with like the little name tags on them. Oh, I absolutely great. love this thing. Yeah, we have we have some too. Okay, on bad days, they're real mason jars because I just didn't get to the dish, the dishes. So you know, <laughs> here, kid, use this. We had a dog in this bowl. Use the chicken feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! All right. Well, since since we have Mercedes on and she's our probably our favorite guest, I would say for sure our favorite guest. Nick, why don't we relive our worst guest? I just want us watch Nick go off yeah, on the sky for five me. minutes. That <laughs> piece of shit! I hated that guy. What okay, was his so name? Michael Michael Eager. Eager. He wouldn't even let me talk on my own show. Like, every time I went to go say something, that son of a bitch would cut me off. And the worst part about it was he would actually like, ask me a question. And I would get maybe a half a second into my rebuttal. And next thing you know, here he comes cutting me off and telling me how I'm wrong. You don't do that on somebody else's show. All right? He was the worst guest ever. And he had the worst voice ever. You, you, uh, you, you yes. can't be on podcast or radio or anything with that kind of a voice. Oh, my God. I hated that guy. Jim, this, do his voice. Uh, I don't even know if I remember his voice. Like I can hear it, but I don't think I. It was say. horrible. It was like, um, like it was it was Elmer Fuddy yes, a little bit. Definitely Elmer Fuddy, but uh, you know, way lighter, like uh, a kid doing Elmer Fudd. Yeah. And he always had this condescending attitude. Elmer Fudd, yes. God, I hated that guy. <laughs> Damn it! Like it really pisses me off. Like at the yeah. very end of the podcast, it what what happened at the end of the podcast? Didn't you ask me a question? Like, you were saying, you know, is there anything else or whatever? And I, I go to answer. I couldn't even answer because this jerk-off jumps right in and starts, you know, taking over the podcast right. like it was his own. Cut him off. I hated him. <laughs> so what was his, like, why was he on? What was his spiel? He's a health coach. And he had the worst freaking health advice I've ever heard in my life. So, so his, he's a health coach that came on your guys' show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think your title was a plea for help or what? <laughs> who knows he man, he was... yes and that he didn't even try to fix yeah. us it was more about him judging us like no matter <laughs> yeah. what we said he just totally judged us on everything he, he right. was a real jerk right. i i hated that guy and i hope he's i hope he's listening right now so i can tell him you suck as a guest. I hate you. I hope your whole podcast ends. I hope your whole show ends. I hope you lose your voice. Somebody has to hear that annoying bullshit ever again. And I want to kick your mom in the face for having you. And then he sucks down his tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom. Drinking the tea out of the face and jar. 
<laughs> Thug life. <laughs> this is why I like talking about this guy because I could just sit back and let Nick. Go. I know. Like I don't, I don't have to do anything. It was just so bad. He he was bad though. Oh my god. He he looked like he looked down on us, like he was telling his story and how he was in a car accident and like that's when he decided to change his life and it was just like eh, okay <laughs> like. It's not that, like, wow! Like, his story wasn't that impressive. And, and the best part was, is, like, he, he was so, um, uh, like, pompous and, like, full of himself. Like, mm-hmm. we had to sit there and listen to everything he said and, like, you know, take what he says, like, the word of God kind of thing. Like, at one point, he's off in this, like, rant. And I, I'm, it had to be going for, like, two or three minutes, just nonstop. And um, mm-hmm. Jim... Jim doesn't know this, but you could see on his camera, like, I'll pull up my phone. Jim's like this with his phone, and he, you can tell he's doing something on his phone. All of a sudden, this guy, like, stops what he's saying and gets all pissed off at Jim because he's not paying attention to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in reality, I was texting Nick <laughs> so to let him know that he can ask the next question, you know? Like <laughs> And I keep texting Jim going, this is the worst thing ever. I want the show to end yeah. so bad. <laughs> like, yeah. if you listen to that episode, it's the one episode where I barely say anything. One, because he kept cutting me off. And two, I just, I want no part of it anymore. Two seconds into yeah. it, I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to that. And maybe I'll be inspired. Maybe I'll find him inspiring. And I'll be like, geez, sir, what was his name again? His first name? Michael. Gee, Michael, those guys are jerks. I don't know. I don't know what you <laughs> I'm sad that your listeners can't see you because Nick is like a fine blazing god of fury and his dimples are like angry <laughs> 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 and Jim's just nodding like I got you bro <laughs> yep. I got it <laughs> my, my favorite part of doing this podcast with Jim is when he does get mad you can always tell when he's about to blow up because he'll sit there and talk for a couple minutes and all of a sudden he goes like this. <laughs> and then he just erupts. Like, he, he always takes that pause. Like, it's almost like that uh, that cartoon, uh, Dragon Ball Z, where he's getting ready to, like, shoot the ball at somebody. He's like, ooh, he's, like, gathering all of his strength and energy, and then boom! He just, like, releases. We're going to ask for anim- anime noises next time. <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> I mean, that's only fair. If you get a blow, you give someone fair warning. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> oh, it's good to see you guys again. I think I've missed you. I didn't realize that until I see your bright, shining, smiling faces. <laughs> that's surprising. My own wife doesn't even miss oh, me. Thank you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's a child. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, not for nothing, but uh, I took a look at uh, your nameless cover, and that is a pretty kick-ass cover. Oh, the, the nameless one? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Isn't that great? Uh, George Catronis did that, and I probably said his name wrong, but um, he has done some amazing stuff. He did the cover for Apocalyptic Montessa, too. So he just really, I, I love his, his stuff. Just amazing yeah, covers. Awesome. And he, he did the cover for the... The third book in the Bone Angel trilogy, um, which Nameless is the first, but we don't have one for the second yet. 
but the third one, it's it it's done, man. Is <laughs> we it? do things backwards. Yeah, I haven't written it, but by golly, is that cover amazing? And it really is. <laughs> so so, what are you working on right oh, now? Oh boy, um, I'm working on a, a novella for like a role playing game. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it, you know, it's really difficult for me because they're like, here's the core book for the game, and your novella needs to you, you need to fit in these parameters, and I'm like. Ah, so I'm like having this crash course in this like game where, you know, I'm learning all the guilds, I'm learning all these different things and I've never, you know, tabletop game. So I'm like, um, okay. So I'm learning that as fast as I can. Why are you looking bored, Nick? What are you doing? Huh? What's that? Well, you know what? (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) Michael. You want to just tone it down a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. Don't forget where you are. We're not afraid to berate our guests. Not not at all. I, I don't well, care, even though, even though you look a little tougher with the shaved head, I don't give a shit, all right? I'll come at you. <laughs> if you must know, oh, nice. If you uh, must know, my wife just walked into the room and started crying that she was hungry, so I told her she should eat something. She should, and it should be delicious. Exactly. What? Whatever you eat should be delicious. Now she's yeah. looking at me like I'm stupid. Well, it should be. It shouldn't be any of that healthy junk. We just had German pancakes that, you know, my daughter's looking the syrup from. And they were really, really good. <laughs> German pancakes. Sorry, it What's wasn't the me you. Pancakes and German pancakes. The difference? Yeah, what's, what makes them German? Um, you bake them. They're um, a lot of eggs. It's like six eggs. Here, I'm going to give you guys a recipe, and it, it's a good one. Six eggs, um, one cup of milk, one cup of flour, and a fourth teaspoon of salt. And you mix it together, and you put it in um, a buttered pan, and it just rises. So it rises, and it's all like this high. And then you just cut it into slices and stuff. It's really good. I don't like pancakes, but German pancakes are just delicious. But I and, love and <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mama, German pancakes. <laughs> That's my delicate flour. Sorry, I just was interested. Like, like ADD almost. Like, what, what's Nick looking at? It's better than what I'm looking at, right? Because I'm looking at you two. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, bubbles. Look. Bubbles. Oh yeah. So anyway, I'm um, working on a novel for that, and as soon as that is done, yeah. um, I'm going to work on Numos Two, which is all plotted out, just not actually written. So that's my next thing. And I just sold a short story. I've got to tell you guys because I'm so excited. I sold a short story two days ago to Joe Pulver, who is this really amazing editor and writer, um, and kind of a. Um, a what's the word an expert that's it i'm like that word when you're really good at things an expert on the king of yellow king of the king of yellow sort of canon and uh i sold the story to him and i've been trying to like get into something of his for years you know so i'm very cool. excited and don't take that i just realized that could have sounded really perfect so thank you for jumping on that i've been trying to get one of his anthologies for years let's say that much thank better you. yes you want to get a piece of joe it's that's fine awesome. we, we're not gonna judge yeah, you well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you because I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at your uh, a broken laptop site here and everything, and I've noticed you love shoes. You just don't, like, talking to you and, like, you know, other than obviously a shoe post, you don't seem like the kind of, you know, woman who is, like, a shoe fanatic, but you're always posting pictures of shoes. Oh, my gosh. I have a huge collection of stiletto heels. Yes. I love shoes. Yes. Insanely. Yeah, shoes. How we're talking about mommy's shoes? In fact, for Mother's Day, my husband reorganized my shoe closet, and that's what he gave me. It was awesome. 
<laughs> Mommy, she loves it. Yes. Yeah. I love how I, I love how every sentence you say, you we hear a little voice that's like, <laughs> German pancakes! <laughs> you guys seen Cloudy with Meatballs too? No. Probably because no. it's a children's show, but it's actually very clever. And there's this guy, and he, the main character gets up and gives this, like, rousing speech to all these people, or these, these animals made out of fruits and vegetables. And um, this little strawberry gets up to, like, translate for him. You know, like, I said you! And he, like, translates. Except he doesn't translate, he just repeats the same thing in a smaller voice. It's not, like, in a different language or anything. And I said you! I said you! <laughs> you know? Anyways. <laughs> She's... Yeah. Sorry, I was hoping this would be like some fantastic interview full of like professionalism and grace, but you know, there's there's a kid. You got a wife. The, the show is called American <laughs> yeah. Badass. I mean, there there is no professional and grace here. Come on. No. I, no. I thought you guys were gonna help me raise my standards. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we're gonna lower them even more. Fantastic. Yeah. Apparently, you haven't listened to our show yeah. in a while. <laughs> That's you're oh, so mean to guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't know about the shoe thing, huh? That surprises me, I guess. I, I don't know. You just, for me, like everybody, all the women that I know that are, you know, big shoe nuts, they're, they, they kind of spit into like a certain category, you know, kind of glamorous kind of people. Like, glamorous isn't what I'm looking for. Like, uh, glammy, I guess. Uh, no, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it out there. Stuck up, snobby little bitches. That, that's that's kind of what they come okay. off to me as. Right. And you, on the other hand, seem just very kind of mellow, laid back, like, you know, one of the guys kind of thing. And I, I don't know. I just I would never have thought that you were like a, a shoe buff. Yes. Especially not these shoes, because everyone that you like comment on, you love, it's usually like, you know, like this nice red high heel with like little flowers and whatnot on. I'm like, what the hell is this? That this woman writes about killing people and whatnot. Here she is, you know. <laughs> those are those are my shoes. That, that that pictures me sitting on the front porch in my shoes. Like I love those. Those are mine. Those aren't you know. I do. I love really high ones. I have I think three pair of over the knee boots. I really like, and they're all different because. And my husband doesn't get it either. He's like, Ugh, they're black over the knee boots. I'm like, this one has tiny little buttons in a military style. Idiot. And <laughs> they're all different. Okay, you need to be quiet. I gotta tell you, I, I am so happy my wife's not a shoe person. Why is that? Because I, I couldn't stand it. It would just it would just annoy me. I, I it would just annoy me to no end. Really? Like I, no, couldn't, I couldn't deal with like a closet full of different shoes and I don't know, or you know, I have to buy these shoes, but I'm only gonna wear them one time and I'm never gonna wear them again. I, I couldn't deal yeah, with that. That you just I I want to take you over to my closet now, but I uh, wouldn't be able to plug in my um headset. I'm like, come, come see it, gentlemen. Come see it, fellas. <laughs> hey, I'm fully clothed, but I'm going to show you my shoes. <laughs> right? See, I have standards. <laughs> I am fully clothed. I'm even wearing pants instead of a skirt, but they're those Thai fisherman pants, so I don't know if they count. <laughs> you, the ones that tie around your waist and, like, are just cloth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm still rocking the, the exact same outfit that I worked out in earlier on. Thank God it's a little dry now, though. Yeah, I saw that you've been working out lately. Good for you. Yeah, but I feel kind of, like, disgusting right now because now I'm thinking about it. Like, I was so unbelievably tired after working out today 
that I didn't bother changing or taking a shower, and I literally just sat back down on the couch. And I'm, like, thinking how unbelievably sweaty and nasty I was, and I literally just sat back down on the couch and said, fuck it. So I guarantee you this couch has, like, a huge, like, sweat stain somewhere on it. <laughs> to breeze that baby and just right. you know, <laughs> like, it's a thing of wonder. Tina may just like burn the whole thing and throw it out. That sounds good too. So um, I'm not a bad idea. I'm starting. Uh, I'm going to run a relay. I haven't ran in easily five years, and this summer I'm running a relay with some friends and my husband and some other people, and we're all fitting in a van and running down the streets of Seattle. And I think it's going to be terrifying. I, I haven't ran in about 15 years. Okay, at least. Maybe more. Do- that just sounds awful. Running? Yeah, yeah I, I'm more. I'm more of a like driving and slow walking kind of guy. Okay, I can see that. Kickbox. I can see you kickboxing too, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> you're no. Like, no. You're like. <laughs> no. You're like. I just flail and scream. That's what I do. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. <laughs> why don't Why don't you ask Nick how he chases down dogs? Oh Jesus! <laughs> how is this? Tell me. Oh, God. So <laughs> the other day, Tina and I are coming home, and uh, we're, we're having such an amazing day. It, it was our first heat day. Uh, I guess let me explain that to you real quick. We, we've been working with a, a really good friend of ours now who is a uh, certified dietitian. So she comes over our house once a week, and we talk to her, and you know, we figure out you know a, a, a healthier lifestyle to live for both of us. So uh, she gave us a cheat day, which we took on Tuesday. So we go out, we're, you know, having a great time. Um, you know, one of her main things was to eat everything out. This way you don't have leftovers. You're not eating crappies food the next day. So we're on our way back from one of our meals, and we pull into our neighborhood, and out comes this little tiny dog that runs across the front of her car. And we're like, oh, man, you know, who, what kind of an idiot lets her dog run around like this? No leash or anything. So we're looking around. There's nobody there. So, you know, we're coming to realization that this dog is just running around the neighborhood with nobody around. So we're like, you know, we we need to try to grab this dog before it gets run over. So (laughs) this damn thing wouldn't come to us. We tried so hard getting it to come to us. So every time we got close, it would run away. So here we are literally driving down the road. Doors are open, cruising out about maybe two miles an hour with this little freaking dog running out in front of us about 20 feet in front of the car. And we literally chased the dog like that for about a half hour, just nonstop. And it right. was insane. It. <laughs> just exactly. Get in. Andy, come on. We're, we're screaming at this thing. We, we actually, we followed it over to like next to our house. So Tina jumps out real quick. She runs inside the house. And while she's in there, I, I told her to grab a leash and grab, like, uh, little treats or something like that. Maybe we can grab a dog that way. So the dog starts booking down the street. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I call Tina. I'm like, Tina, get in your car and meet me over here. I'm going to try it. Well, maybe we'll box him in. So now. They split yeah, up. Two cars. <laughs> Two cars driving around this neighborhood. Like, if nobody saw this little dog. People would have thought we were, like, you know, casing a place to rob people because, I mean, we're we're all looking around, stalking and whatnot, driving two miles an hour. It, it was insane. And we all got our doors open like we're getting ready to run from the cops or something. It, it was just – it was ridiculous. The whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. Hey. Hey, dog. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 
you're like rattling a bag of something, something out of your window. Yeah. <laughs> like an old bag of crushed bugles. Like, come back here, dog. Like, see, you need a pair of roller skates. I can just see that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they would have to be some of the biggest goddamn roller skates ever made. <laughs> Skateboards. You can just strap one to each foot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it might actually have worked. What what pissed me off the most was after chasing this dog down all this time, we uh, we end up parking the cars because he he went in between a couple of houses so we couldn't get to him obviously by car. So we both get out of our cars and we're going to like this neighborhood. And they jumped on lawnmowers. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We saw a couple of John Deere's. I hot wired it. We started going. It was amazing. But then the dog stopped short. We ran the goddamn thing over, and chase was over. So we're all good to go. Now it's stopped, sitting right here on my right hand side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we we finally were about maybe fifteen feet from this dog, and it looks tired. We're thinking, okay, it's done. And then it starts running the other way. And now here comes this random guy out of his house. He walks down to the sidewalk and the goddamn dog. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I have been chasing you for fucking 35 minutes now. All of this goddamn neighborhood. And you won't come to me, but you'll go to this son of a bitch over here. I was pissed. I literally just wanted to walk up and kick that damn dog. But you would have had to get out of your car. And what's use of that? <laughs> I was out of my car at that point. Right. <laughs> And that was, that was, like, the worst part about it is that after we finally got everything taken care of with the dog, I had to walk all the way back to my damn car. <laughs> Which is why I didn't want to get out of my car to begin with. <laughs> You'd be, like, the worst kidnapper ever. Hey. <laughs> right. Get in the car. No, don't run. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I got bugles. <laughs> got some tostitos. <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> the sad part is, I wouldn't even have bugles because the only thing we eat now is like kale chips. <laughs> so I'd be chasing it down with a bag of kale chips. <laughs> I got kale yeah. chips. Yes. <laughs> it tastes better than it looks. Come on. No, no, they don't. But then, last no, time not really. I threw them up horribly. So I have bad, bad ideas. But have you ever tried um, dehydrating? Like you get the kale and you just dehydrate it in a dehydrator or in your oven even. And then you crush it up into like little, you know, flakes and just shake it on all your stuff. Shake it on your salads, whatever you're eating. Put it in your baked goods, whatever. So you're getting the nutrition of it just like crazy. All right. That was so healthy. Like yeah. yeah that's know actually anything. a great idea. I like that. Yeah. And it's um, super easy too. So I'm going to try that out. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll email you how to dehydrate it if you don't have a dehydrator. I do I not. Have... All right, there we go. Hey, I could be your fitness guru, like your buddy Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't cut us off. And yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> so, all right. So, what's house life been treating you down there or over there in Vegas? Uh, how's your chickens doing? All your little animals? What's been going on out that way? Yeah. Well, um. It's it's springtime here already. I wore shorts yesterday. Not again. Not again, he says. <laughs> there we go. Um, the chickens we built an enclosure for them because they, one of them had just become a little harlot, was flying over the um the wall and laying her eggs in the neighbor's yard, and I don't know where. I know she's laying them. I don't know where. And I um keep wanting to crawl over, and the neighbor. 
and I aren't friends. We're not unfriendly, but I don't know her well enough to, you know, hey, can I go scour your yard for chicken eggs? So I keep having these fantasies. When they finally leave the house, I get to, like, jump over the fence and, like, look for them and take them because I don't want summer to come and, you know, <laughs> oh, here's 40 eggs that have been hiding under your hedge. So I, I every time the car leaves, I kind of start sneaking over, and then there's always someone in the house, and they come running back. And I feed a car case in the joint. I'm that neighbor. I'm that neighbor. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the burbs? That's me. I'm like, what's going on over there? What are they doing? Are they, have they left the house yet? Okay, let's go. And I was actually on my hands and knees the other day under their front yard hedge because I was pretty sure that's where the eggs were um, when they drove back in, and I just, like, froze. And I'm all like, oh, crap. <laughs> I swear my intentions are pure. But um, um, so that's what's been going on here. And our um, our Kana finally started laying. She's an Easter egger. And her eggs are blue and green. So it's really awesome. So if you look on my Facebook page, I took a picture of them because I'm all like, <laughs> so pretty. So um, <laughs> that. And uh, life's pretty much the same here. We went to Costa Rica a couple of months ago, my husband and I. And that was awesome. I ziplined upside I, down. I saw, the, I saw the pictures. That place looked amazing. It's really cool. It was it was uh, affordable too because we did it through Groupon. So I'd suggest it. But um, yeah, that was that was something. That was an active trip. <laughs> Tina, we're doing Groupon wrong, man. Like we're we're just picking up things for kids. Why not? These people are going to Costa Rica on Groupon. Yeah, I'll I'll set you up. I'll help you out. Seriously, shit. Here, and here's the other thing you need to know. Oh, gosh, I'm so full of these amazing tips. I'm just, wow, Martha Stewart. So um, other thing you didn't use Groupon. Have you guys ever tried Mr. Rebates or, or their Mr. Rebates? Anything you buy online, you set up your free account with this Mr. Rebates thing. And anything you buy online, you use them to go through and you get cash back. So we got, like, cash back from going to this trip. So it was nice. Yeah, I'm frugal. I'm cheap. <laughs> so there Me you go. too. Yeah. <laughs> we're cheap because we have yeah. to. <laughs> well, we we're not selling books yeah. to anybody. <laughs> right, yeah. We just have this yeah. thing. And that, this yeah. ain't paying us <laughs> shit. All right, let's just throw that out there. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to start my own GoFundMe. Forget Kibbles. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so this is going to bring us down a little bit, but who gives a shit? Um, have you been following? Uh, I mean, I would assume you'd be living in a goddamn cave if you haven't been following it. But have you been following all the uh, craziness about, like, you know, police shootings and what's been going on with that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you stand on this? Jim and I have talked about it at great lengths, but I'm curious, you know, somebody in your standing, you know, across the country, how do you feel about it? About everything going on across the country? Yeah, like, you know, the let's just, I mean, we can just bring up Ferguson. I mean, that's the biggest one at the moment. Um, like, how do you feel about what's going on over there? I love it. Violence just makes me happy and full of joy. That's what um, I'm talking about. You know, my take on the whole thing, I feel that the media needs to be held responsible. Um, I went to, uh, you know, took like a zillion journalism classes in college. I was going to be a journalist. And the whole thing is you need to be unbiased. You report the facts, you, you report what happens, you keep yourself, you keep the slant out of it. And so all these people are saying all this stuff and getting things so revved up, so trumped up, and, you know, and, and the way that they spin it, like, this kid was shot. Well, this kid's 18 years old and, you know, bigger than all this other thing, but they're showing a picture of him when he was 12. That, right. I mean, that's 
made to manipulate our emotions, and that is despicable, and I have no respect for it. So people are getting all whipped up into a frenzy by people that should be reporting what is happening and not spinning it, and then all these horrible things happen, and I think, I think the media should absolutely be taken to task. I think they're a huge part of it, and it's, it's not fair, and they should be held responsible. That's what I think. Um, I, I think they're inciting all these events. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, yeah, shooting people is bad and all that stuff. But my stand is with the media because I feel like we're being fed this this tainted information that is meant to inflame. And it right. just, who has time for that? I, uh, I've been following. <laughs> all I hear is that dog squeak. Who has time for that? No. <laughs> I've been uh, following this uh, Oklahoma shooting that happened uh, not too long ago, and um, the they actually just released the, uh, the video footage from the officer's uh, chest cam, and it's I've watched it about six times today, and it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I remember when this story first came out, they were talking about, oh my god, it's another police shooting. Why do they keep shooting these guys? I mean, what's going on? They're just murdering everybody now. And then you watch this video, and you you literally see this officer walk up. He goes to uh, detain and search somebody who was doing... I Honestly, I'm not exactly sure what he was doing at that point. But um, he pushes the cop and immediately starts to run down the street. Cop pursues. He, You see in the video... The gentleman drops something on the ground. You can't see what it is right away. I swear to God, I'm going to punch your dog in the face, Jim. <laughs> this is serious shit here, and it sounds like a goddamn clown is honking his nose for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I've got to keep the mood light somehow, you know? Well, anyway, in the video, you see this guy drop something, and he reaches down to pick it up again and then turns back towards the officer, and that's when the officer shoots him. And... It, like, you hear people in the background freaking out, and as you get closer, the the other cops show up at that point and whatnot, and the the camera picks them up, going over to where the body is. <laughs> Very nice. And there's, uh, you see, it was a gun that he dropped, and the officer picks up a gun, it's fully loaded, it's cocked and ready to go, and it's like, I mean, it, it's a just by shooting. I mean, what what is the cop supposed to do if this guy is, like, turning around with a loaded gun in his hand? I mean... It's a shitty situation, but I mean, it—that's it, what should have happened. It, if somebody's pointing a gun at me or coming at me with a gun, I'm gonna pull the trigger immediately. There's no doubt about it. And what bothers me about this whole thing is too is nobody ever really talks about how the cops feel. Like that was the other—that's the the part of the video that messes me up the most is because it's like a it's about a 20 minute video. And the shooting is only, like, the first, like, three minutes. But after that is, like, the aftermath where all the other officers are coming up and whatnot. And you hear this cop. I mean, he's completely out of breath. He's totally shaken up. He, he's very distraught and stressed out, and he's freaking out. He keeps saying, why did he have to do that? Why did he have to do that? And nobody ever thinks, you know, what kind of a, a strain and, you know, physiological stress it puts on to these cops anymore. Like shooting somebody can't be something easy to do. I talk about killing people all the time, but I mean, I have yet to like, kill somebody, and I would imagine it's got to be a lot harder to do than it is to say. I cry when I hit roadkill, you know. But I, I have a lot of a lot of friends that are policemen, and so it's something that we talk about a lot. You know, my best friend works for Vegas Metro, and uh, 
it it angers me that there's this huge oh yeah littlest pet shop it angers me that um (laughs) there's this huge us versus them thing when i mean i mean absolutely there are some dirty cops i mean absolutely i mean it, it is like a you know, it's like when I worked at the sex offender home, you'd have people that would work there that would work there because they liked the power, you know? And there are people that are attracted to that job, being a policeman, because they like the power. But I mean, most of them genuinely are there because they want to protect and serve, you know? And so I hate that it's become this um, huge... It's just not fair. It's not right. It's overblown. Um, I think we're losing res- respect for each other as just people, and that's stupid. And I... Uh, think all these people that are getting upset don't have any issues in their life to, to worry about themselves that they feel that they have to jump on things that they don't know anything about i mean right, be upset right. but be educated first you know don't there's no bandwagon don't jump on the stupid bandwagon figure out what is actually going on and then choose if you're going to be upset about it or not but this whole ah, thing who has time for that you know i mean that's that's my thing but then you know i have a I have sick kids, you know. I have kids that, you know, have nearly died. I have children that have died. That sort of thing. So, yes, they're adults. <laughs> <laughs> this one had two twin sisters that didn't make it. You know, she's the one that did. And it's like, why do other people not have things that they need to worry about in their lives that they're making these situations worse by just piling on them without... You know, worry about your own family. Worry about the things in your neighborhood. Fix things. Don't get outraged over things that that aren't even true. You know, right. that, I guess that's my thing. There's all this, you know, knee-jerk outrage, and I just, it's not kind and it's not necessary, and it makes things worse. No one's going in to fix the problem. People are just like, I'm going to, you know, scream and yell and, and hold signs about things that I don't even educate myself about. You know, I mean, fix the problems. Figure out what they are first. Don't just, ah, she fell down. <laughs> and it's really hard to climb up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing my uh, five-inch wedges, so. Of course. <laughs> hey, is, your daughter of, is your daughter available to be our next guest? Yeah, she's this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knows we're doing it now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, my whole thing about it is, I mean, the N, the NAACP, Al Sharpton, my point in this whole thing is their job is not to fix. Their job is to create this up, uproar. You know, they want to keep people down so that they stay in power. You know, and I think that closely aligns with what you were saying. But, but I think you're right. The media totally i mean they blow everything out of proportion and the only unbiased news it seems anymore is local news and nobody watches it because they have 24-hour news on cnn fox news whatever you know so it's you know it's sad that those are our news sources it really is sorry (laughs) i take it she agrees (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what a goon I yeah <laughs> awesome she's like stop being so serious you guys god you're talking about right. death when right. you're talking about no. bubbles she's making your mouth you want to see that fellas <laughs> I, you know I just think there's so much 
the world is so dark and awful and horrible as is. Why are we actively making it worse? Right. You know, I, I just, I don't understand that, you know, just, uh, I don't understand why people don't just kind of do the best they can to help things out. It just seems, I don't know. Why? Anyway. I'm telling you, this is why I literally want to live out in the middle of nowhere and be, become a hermit. I, I just, I want to be a hermit so bad. I want to be your next door neighbor hermit. Is that okay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you'll have like chickens in your cave, but I swear I'll try and collect all the eggs while you're gone. <laughs> you're like, Titties oh, has been in here again. So you're about to sweep up her footprints my dirt floor. Like Tina and I talk about it all the time, and like we we really just want to live out in the middle of nowhere, on an island. I don't care. Just I just want I to be away from everybody. Course, you know that. Oh, that's right. I would totally live there. I want to live there. I know, we should. I'm just sad that Jim is destroying all our dreams on purpose. Yeah. Jim's a... You guys can go. Have fun. Unbelievable. I don't think he really loves us like he says he does. He doesn't. He doesn't love us at all. Yeah, he's (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. That was creepy as hell because if you can see your video... All you see is, like, your head, and the rest of the room is dark. Then all of a sudden, this head comes out of nowhere next to yours and starts talking. That was creepy as hell. I scared the bad man. <laughs> Why am I a bad man? <laughs> Why? How did I become the bad guy? Well, Jim's the bad guy. We're goodness and light, but um, if you're afraid of her, then you're afraid of purity and childlike love. That makes you bad. Oh, speaking of that... I am um, finally watching some of these old horror movies that I've never seen that I need okay. to, like like Alien. I never saw, right? Okay. So I okay. saw it um, probably three weeks ago, and it was awesome. Um, and then Aliens, uh, with with a Z, like Hibbles. I uh, I saw that one. <laughs> and um, the Amityville Horror. I mean, I'm really far behind, but how cool is that to like finally see these? That is cool. You're yeah, I'm- <laughs> shame in your eyes, Nick. Yeah, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> let's move that's on. Cool okay, so about the next bombing. And, uh... <laughs> I was actually, I was trying to, you were watching a movie, I want to say, within the last two weeks. And it was a movie that I really enjoyed watching. I don't remember what it was. I was going to comment on it, and I totally forgot to. And Damn it, I wish I could remember what it was. That's what that pause was, when I said, you know, nice one. Uh, I was, you know. I was trying to remember what movie you watched. Okay, let's see. It wasn't it wasn't any of these aliens or I don't know. It irritates me. Cuz yeah. it was definitely one of those things where I think it was like um one of your YouTube movie events or something like that and like you, you posted a movie and I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I love that movie." I don't remember was what the it, hell it was. It, was it Fred 3 Camp Fred? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have remembered that one. That's a good one. We had a lot of fun with that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you, sh- you guys should join the Bad Movie Club. We have so much fun. That way oh, I, was- I think that's why it bothered me. You-, you guys called it a bad movie. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? That was like a masterpiece. I love that movie. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I could remember what movie it was. Pirates was one, uh, the pirate movie. And uh, that's, a- that's a wonder to me. That's a wonder and a joy. And we watched that in the Bad Movie Club, and we're all like, really, we know this is fantastic. Deep in our souls. <laughs> <laughs> we're all held here together. <laughs> I've uh, I've been trying to get Jim to watch, you know, a current movie so we can do, like, you know, a movie review on it. I've even sent him movies, and he has yet to watch them. It's starting to bother me. What movies? 
I, I sent him American Sniper, which was freaking phenomenal, and he has yet to watch it. Damn. Have you have you seen American Sniper? That was awesome. I'm being reprimanded by a three year old. Have you seen American Sniper Mercedes? No, I uh, I very seldom watch anything current. I um if it's not on Netflix, I don't see it. Though we did go and see The Book of Life yesterday. Okay. In the two dollar theater, and I wasn't mugged like I thought I would be. I wasn't stabbed down in that part of town. Um, it was awesome, mm. and I liked the movie too. But it was an adventure getting in and out. Our car wasn't tagged, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> where the hell did you go to watch this movie? We the the, the two dollar theater. I think it's the only one in Vegas. And it uh, <laughs> you read the reviews about it, and they're like, they search your bags, make sure you don't bring in candy. You know, you have to leave your knives at the front, and uh, they're yelling. You know. <laughs> We went during the day, and it was it was fun. <laughs> I used to go to a a two dollar movie theater when I lived in New Jersey, and it was in Freehold, and um, it it was just really run down. Like every other seat was like missing, and yeah. the ones that were there, they were like all torn up. Like a dog got at them or something. They were just nasty as hell. But I was poor, and a two dollar movie was great, so I was buying it every time. Right. <laughs> Going to the movies is such a luxury. Like it's it's one of my favorite things on earth. That's mommy. Yeah, mommy and daddy. Sorry, there's a picture of my husband and I. She just is enamored. Like she hasn't seen us ever. She's an orphan. Mommy. There's mommy standing by a volcano. We're standing at a part in Nicaragua at this volcano that's active where they used to throw people in for sacrifices. I'm like, okay, this is where we'll take our picture. That's great. Let's do that. That's not that smoke from the volcano, sweetie. That's huh, Looks like the sun. Okay. <laughs> She's like, stop <laughs> people to me. Sorry, she really was supposed to be napping. And my husband took the other two kids so they wouldn't be here. Just, yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. We all have, you know, Nick has his wife. Jim has a squeaky dog. That's right. Squeaky dog, yeah. Jim, I'll trade you my wife for your squeaky dog. Uh, this dog is freaking ridiculous. I, I took away her squeaky dog. And let's see if I can get this damn camera. There she is on my couch. Is she couch. sad? She's like looking up at the toy. Oh, There's a toy. I can't believe you took it away. My daughter's trying to crawl in my shirt with me. There are two of us in the shirt. <laughs> see, we don't have to be so close. We don't have to be. No. Nick's wearing his own shirt and just very smug. I see that. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also living under the cover of darkness. Where did I go? Okay. Yeah, oh, there you oh, go. That's creepy. I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! pancakes! They are that good. <laughs> I think that's going to be the title Absolutely. of the show. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of a phone. Look, do you see who I'm talking to? This is Jim. Say hi, Jim. Now she's hiding. This is. Say hi, Jim. Uh, she's hiding because she's shy. <laughs> I usually try to hide from Jim too. I don't. I just parade back and forth in front of his house with a big sign. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Why won't you come out? <laughs> Why do come you play with me, Jim. I thought we were friends. Oh, no. <laughs> 
So I, I was actually thinking about you the other day. Um, I've been watching uh, a new TV show. Not new, new to me because I haven't watched it before. But the TV show Supernatural. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Every time I watch it, I think of you. I, every okay. time I, I, I'm on like episode 15, and like every one of them, I'm like, ah, oh, I bet Mercedes was like something like this. We, we should go. We should go. You know, walk around an old haunted asylum together. I know we should, right? And like make quips. We would be yes. so gross and funny. We would be so hysterically funny. Oh my you know? god, it'd be amazing. I would love to do that. I'm going to a haunted house retreat in really? um, September. Yes. And there may be a few more openings, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Jim. Have fun. Jim. <laughs> no. My god. Sorry. You are such a... <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't even say what I want to say because there's a little kid around. You're, I, oh my god, I can't even deal with you. <laughs> Jim, I'm not sure which one of us he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Jim's mom is. That's you. <laughs> well, Jim, my mom's in Florida. <laughs> so where is Jim's mom? <laughs> I don't know. Jim needs taken to task. You're right. <laughs> Who's that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? You can use that cut of audio for something go. at some point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, if I if I remember correctly, you promised us a theme song. Oh yeah. What I want to hear this theme song. She's performing it as we speak. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I have my ukulele. I also recorded a little uh, file that I'll send you, but... Ooh. Ooh. I'm super out of tune, but we don't care, do we? No, we'll not at all. <laughs> we'll tune it later and, and see what we do. And there's a guy in the... Let's see. No, we have to tune it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's amazing so far. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the song she says. There you go. That's all it is. Um, I've never played live before, so I'm nervous. Heck. Oh. Um, but talk for a second while I tune up because it will make it sound even better than this wonder that you just heard. Okay. <laughs> You're like, Ugh, why did we have her on again? We said we liked her. Really? <laughs> Guys, I played my first online game the other day. Did you? Yeah, you're cutting me. Don't don't do that. You don't open mom. You don't open people, sweetie. I open. No. <laughs> no, you didn't cut. She's using finger scissors, like you know her fingers. Oh. Mommy, I cut you. I'm like sweetheart. The police are listening. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Why are you doing that? I do have a little story that's a little crazy. It fits into like you know all this craziness we've been talking about. So my wife texts me first thing this morning, telling me that somebody she works with had cut off two of their fingers to the knuckle, and then didn't tell anybody about it, and just threw his fingers away. Somebody she works. Somebody with she works on, with on purpose, because it, I, the, with that reaction, I wouldn't be surprised, really. It, just, it makes no sense to me. I'm, I'm getting that right, right? Come here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her to tell the story. Get over here. Not not you. Get, get out of here. <laughs> I'm here. For the love of God. 
Yeah. Yeah, like me. I'm not even there. I'm the third person. Yeah, man. So you can tell your third person point of view. All right. Tell the story. I don't know the whole story. Tell yeah. tell them what you told me for crying out loud. You're making him look bad. We got machine that you put the ground meat in it and it forms hamburger patties. Yeah. And then he was like pushing it underneath there and it went closed down and cut off two of his fingers. Okay, and then what do you do with his fingers? He cleaned, he took the fingers and threw in the trash, cleaned oh. up all the blood, and basically wrapped his hand up and put a glove on. Continue working for at least 45 minutes. The manager shows up. He's helping a customer. He's like, oh, you know that customer? I got to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So he told the manager. The manager immediately called 911 because, like, I don't know. I guess that's the protocol. <laughs> what they did. I mean, it's pretty much a standard. I would hope so. If somebody loses appendages, he should call somebody. And then um, basically I had to dump out the garbage and fish through the garbage for his two fingers. Oh, my gosh. No sense at all. Like, fine. You, you chop off fingers. I get it. That's a horrible event. All right? Oh, yeah. But who the hell just picks them up, throws them out, and like, all right, whatever. I don't know. They said it might have been in shock. Like, well, he didn't want to lose his job because <laughs> sounds like straight up shock. He made everybody sign this form saying they have to wear a cutting glove. So who knows if he didn't have his cutting glove on. And he gets, like, almost, like, immediate being fired. Yeah. I don't know, though. I mean. At least you uh, clean, you know? Like, oh, I'll put these in the trash. <laughs> right. I, yeah, right. Put him in like a, a plastic baggie or something, and then I'm sorry you can't hear him, but Mercedes just said like put him somewhere clean and throw him in the trash. I mean, if I wasn't gonna tell anybody, I'd fucking throw him in a plastic baggie, put him on ice, and you know save him for later. I sure wouldn't fucking throw him in the garbage. Like, all right, fuck it. I think he's panicked. myself. <laughs> I lost two fingers. Not a big deal. As long as I don't lose a thumb, I'm alright. Right. Another manager. Not the manager of where that guy was working, another manager in another department. That he was traumatized by like seeing two fingers. That's hysterical. Like I just don't understand that thought process. I don't care if you're in shock or not. If I if I lose a part of my body, I'm not gonna throw it in the garbage and go back to work. If anything, I'm taking a fucking right. sick day. You'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I, think I, I think I might need to go home today. So, <laughs> I came in with ten fingers. Now I have eight fingers. Something's wrong. <laughs> this makes no fucking sense to me at all. I really hope I have some PTO <laughs> right? left. Take it out. I wish I had used that sick day on that bullshit cough I had the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, power through it, Nick. Just fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs fingers? Nobody cares. We'll, we'll just. What I like is he threw his fingers away because he was afraid he'd lose his job. <laughs> like, like... I think he's just a, just a neat freak. Things do not belong there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I gotta keep my workstation clean. I can't have body parts on my workstation. <laughs> he's seen the zombie movies. He knows. Bad idea. That's just bait waiting to happen. <laughs> Did I lose you guys? Oh gosh, you're freezing up on me. Nah, you want to go back doing what you're doing? Yeah. All right. All right. So are you all tuned up here? Are we gonna hear this theme song or what, lady? Yes. I'm gonna try and remember it. Okay. 
There's a guy named Nick and a guy named Jim. I don't really want to listen to them, but I got some. I got some. They're both fat asses. <laughs> <laughs> actually drag her on the show <laughs> right <laughs> oh that was fantastic so like, we're not going to the island of the dolls ever anything fun, ever <laughs> that was awesome we're definitely so I, using that somewhere oh, yeah. <laughs> i saved it in a file so i'll send you the file yes awesome yeah <laughs> all right so i'm looking at us we're running about an hour here you guys want to wrap this one up yeah. yeah, gosh, I have things to do. Like I said, I learned how to play online games. I have to go. No, oh, bullshit. <laughs> You're going to sneak into your neighbor's yard and try to steal her things. Not at night. That's just freaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when it becomes freaky. During the day, no, it's not creepy at all. It's during, fine. The, during the day, it's just a neighborly fun. I'm trying to help them. I just know there are like 40 chicken eggs just like hanging out. There's going to be like a little. <laughs> I'll hear a little peeping one day and be like, oh, no. <laughs> my neighbor's like chickens scare me and it's like well here have a baby chicken bombs <laughs> <laughs> no seriously do you guys not play at all like online games I, I do a little bit but I absolutely hate playing online games sometimes because everybody on there is a bunch of like little douchebags like they're always, you know, screaming, yelling at you because, you know, they're better than you are or whatever. It's like, shut up. Yeah, like, what do you yeah. play? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I, I play a lot of, uh, like, first-person shooter games like Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, um, Sniper Elite, things like that. I'll, I'll play a lot of sports games, too, online. But, again, with that, it just gets annoying. Like, I, I hate, like, playing a sports game and, like, you know, say they scorn me. They'll sit there and play the replay like three times. And I'm like, eh, so I, 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 I was there live. I saw it happen. I don't really need to see the replay nine times, all right? So you're, you're saying basically they're all wackadooshes. And that's, yes. that's the problem. Yeah, I they ruined You're like, that's the word we'll use for that today. Yes, because there is a child around. Oh, she's putting on my <laughs> lipstick. Hi. <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. I, I looked away for a minute. I picked up the ukulele and now she's... <laughs> She's mini me. She's missing two fingers and she's throwing them in the garbage. <laughs> she's not that clean. She just leave them, leave them lying around. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you should play with me though. I'm playing Don't Starve together, which is this adorable little gothic game. But I hate people. I'm an introvert, right? <clears throat> and uh, I hate like when people play on like my server, and they're like, "Hello," and I'm like, "Don't talk to me." I mean, <laughs> and my characters starts fires a lot that's what she does when she gets nervous which i find very fitting so like they're like how are you and all of a sudden their character set ablaze i'm like i really didn't mean to do that she did it on her own and it's yeah. awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel the pressure too because like if you're meeting friends it's like you've all got to meet together and it's hard to set stuff like that up i'm like i don't need right. that extra stress you know like i'm gaming i don't want to be like i'll meet you here at this place we'll meet by the portal and i'm like it's too eh. 
I just want to run around a circle over on this side. You know, I'll, I'll be over there when I'm ready. Yeah, they're all like, I built, you know, and you can do all these things. You can build all these things. One of them's like, I build a robot or whatever. And I'm like, I harvested a carrot on my own over here. <laughs> I use that carrot to trap a trap a rabbit, and then you murder the rabbit, and then you get to eat it. Yes. You have to actually, you have to click on I, mur- I will murder the rabbit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I would be a good game player, but I'm not. I'm just like, I do, like, steal things after they die. I raid their corpses and I'm all excited and then run off to my own side again. Awesome. I don't think I'm fit for, so- for society, gentlemen. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Nick and I will be hermits together if there is such a thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Co-hermits. <laughs> We're co-hermitating over there. <laughs> Oh, well, it was a pleasure, you guys. I always, I love that you are willing to have me on, sucker. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, he says. That sounded not truthful. <laughs> yeah, right? It really did. It's he was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, thanks for it's nothing. I love it so much. <laughs> you, like, bare your soul, and you're, like, you know, thanking us. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but way to ruin our 51st show. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Gosh. Oh, wait, was that me? Did I ruin it? <laughs> I'm all like, I sneak in the neighbor's yard. I murder rabbit games. My daughter won't stay asleep, and I don't dare drug her. <laughs> now, we love having you on the show. It's always a good time. I mean, it's never going to be as good as the first time because that was just beautiful, but it's always fun having you on there. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I think she, did she meow and then growl? She is my child. I, oh. I see so much of myself in her. <laughs> Are you hiding? She's hiding. Uh, I would fear. Who's this? Who is that? That's Jim's. Yeah, Jim's with an S. Who's this? Yes. With there you C. go. Jim's. Jim's in, Jim's in. Oh, here, and these are the shoes she was wearing that are mine. So here's the set. See those? Jesus. There's some really tall heels. I'd even walk in those things. They're Frankenstein wedges, so they're practically like sneakers. Oh, here's the other one. She's going to show you. There you go. Oh, okay. Boy, how did you ever do this without her? <laughs> I can't have one without the other. <laughs> you can't just show one shoe. <laughs> oh, you're so silly with shoes on your hands. Help me. Help me. I need to talk to adults. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on the wrong yeah. show. <laughs> Shaving head was a cry for help. <laughs> Apparently, Nick did it too. Alright, well, Tina just brought over a giant bowl of guacamole and salsa, so we're going to end the show so I can go eat that. Okay, it's time to be all right, guys, this has been American Fat Ass Podcast. I'm going to end it right now. <laughs> you can find us online, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, if you're on Facebook, search American Fat Ass Podcast. On Twitter, we're at A Fat Ass Podcast. We do have a website, but it sucks, so I'm not going to mention it here. Uh, find us on Stitcher, um, iTunes, TuneIn. Just Google us, and you'll find us. Wherever you do hear us, please leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you have anything I else to add, Nick? 
Anything else, Mercedes, you'd like no, to No, thank you. Just, um, I'm uh, on Mercedes M. Yardley. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. You can find the fan page on Facebook as well. Um, if you would like to do a friend request, just drop me a line and let me know because I got a whole bunch of weirdos. So just um, tell me that you heard me here, and I'll be more likely to think you're not crazy. And a broken laptop is my site. And this is my child. <laughs> I write books with this going on in the background all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Alright guys, this has been a good show. We are out. Alright, that was good. I, yeah. I wonder where she's at. I'll have to look her up and see if she's podcasting still. She's she was she was funny. She was funny as he was. Or they were rather. Um Yeah. I'll have to look them up and see where they're at. Or where she's at, rather. I know where Nick and Jim is. Uh, let's see. Let's find our final episode of the evening. All right. We've got Who's the Boss? Number 18, A Smashing Good Time. Originally released May 17, 2013. It says, Alan Russo joins us for a second week to pick up the conversation with Dave about their creative endeavors, this time about the comic book they created called Smash, after which they get back into the body bag and finish with the rise and fall of New Blood Films. Okay, let's see. I, I don't remember this. I remember the things that we talked about, but I don't remember this podcast. So let's push play and see what we have to say. In Who's the Boss? Number 18, A Smashing Good Time. Welcome to Who's the Boss? This is David K. Montoya. Well, back for a second week is our good friend Alan Russo. Welcome again. Hello, hello. We uh, we got to go and jump in the Wayback Machine last week and really reminisce, you know, about Body Bag. We touched on, you know, of course, some other movies that uh, were involved in, plus the zombie work. But we didn't touch on perhaps one of my favorite endeavors that we've done in Smash. So that's what I'm planning on talking about this time around. It's how we came up with Smash and everything that came about. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Smash was written almost like a week or two weeks later after we finished the body back. Yeah, about two weeks. Two, yeah, about two weeks, I'd say. And when we sat down, we had no clue what we were going to do. We just started writing. Remember? Yeah. Um, in, in fact, that's kind of how the, the name Hero and Sidekick came about, because we didn't know what to name them, so we just put Hero Walk Through the Door, and you put Sidekick Walk Through the Door. So, <laughs> and we just kind of stuck with Hero and Sidekick. Um, we were talking about this off-air this week. Um, Alan's been here for the last week, and, and in fact, tonight is going to be his last night here in California before he gets back on the road. So we've had a lot of time to kind of reminisce and catch up on things, and we were talking about Smash, and I think one of the most enticing elements to the story is the fact that it's constantly a sexual innuendo. It's like one whole... <laughs> It was basically one sexual and you into after another. I mean, you know, think about it. You know, every issue we had, we had heroes spanking the monkey. Right. I mean, it was a literal monkey, but I mean, you know, the innuendo was right there. 
Well, I remember when you handed me that part of the script and I read it and, and that's how you wrote it. If you remember, it just says hero spanking his monkey. Right. And I, I came back to you and I'm like, do you really want me to draw this? And uh, we, we kind of went back and forth and, and we decided that. It, well, the thing was, you know, it was supposed to be his pet monkey. Right. You know, I mean, you know, that was the big joke. You know, and that's why I wrote it like that. Just to throw the joke out there, you know, to make people, to really make you think, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, um, spanking the monkey, the whole premise of that was just Hero spanking his monkey, his pet monkey, not really doing anything perverse, perverse or nothing like that, just a regular monkey. And in the, the first script, in what will become the Smash one-shot, you put in, uh, it was the monster. Remember, that was the original concept. The monster was spanking his monkey. Right, right, right. And uh, I, was, I, I remember calling you and like, dude, I, I, I can't draw all that. <laughs> and uh, I remember you were laughing and you are like, no, just, you know, you were like, no, just go and, and have a monster holding a physical monkey. And, you know, and him beating it. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's try to make this funny. And if you remember, in the original 2000 comic book, the one, not the one that I've recently redrawn, right. but the new, or the the original one, it was a monkey, or yeah, it was the monkey held by the monster, and he had a fly swat. Yeah, and that's what he was beating it with. Right, it was right. Like, well, I mean, you know, the whole thing was sexual, one giant sexual innuendo. Because I mean, think about it. You know, we go through the whole thing, and then remember that remember the bed scene. It's hero sidekick sitting in bed smoking a cigarette. Right. You know, and then hero uh, hero's main thing with. Was it good for you? Psychic's like, no, you know I hate Twister. Right. <laughs> you know? And you're thinking something completely different before you read the dialogue. I mean, you know, just one thing after another, and then, you know, toward the end, you had Sidekick flashing the monster for him to drop, drop his jaw. You're right. So Hero could give him the pill. That was, you know, because Hero was trying to figure out how to get the, get the pill to the monster, and that was actually your idea. Yeah. And, you know, just it was just one thing after another after another. Well, I came up with the idea, but you came up with the dialogue. Remember when the professor came out and he was holding his pill and he was telling, you know, Hero he needs to get this pill up inside, you know, the monster. Right. And I remember you, you put the dialogue, you said, oh, I'm not putting that thing up its ass. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, not in the ass, in the throat, you know. <laughs> Which, again, is a, another sexual window. <laughs> right. Or, or, no, you came up with this one, too. When he's falling down the throat, he's like, I've heard a deep throat, but this is ridiculous. You <laughs> yep. wrote that, that yep. dialogue. It, it, it's, I've written a lot of comics since then, and I always gravitate back to Smash because it was so fun. We made fun of characters. Right. You know, other, um, originally, uh, and, and people have, you are interested, I, I think it's available the original 2000 comic a Smash uh, you can go to the Myth Mart and pick up a copy, I think we still have some stock um, but the original main boss guy though when the Reloaded comes out or you know, the, the, right, the revamp um, it's going to be someone different but back then in 2000 the main Han show was Ted Turner 
Right, right. So that was your idea. But, well, I mean, think about it. Back then, you know, everybody had AOL, Time Warner, you know, Warner Communications, all that was huge at the time. Yes. They had just made that merger. Right. You know, so, and so that was the premise of that, you know, because he was, you know, the guy to be right. at the time. Well, then now, you know, since you did the revamp, you know, when you showed me the revamp of it and everything, he looks just like Stan Lee. But Stan Lee's the guy to be right now because, I mean, look at how many of his comic books have been turned into movies. Yeah. You know, and sequel after sequel after sequel of his stuff. You know, and he's just like, Stan Lee has always been, I guess you would say, the godfather of comic books. Oh, yeah. No matter, you know, if you're a DC fan, Marvel fan, it doesn't really matter. He's the godfather of comic books. You respect him. Right. I mean, he's written more comic books and had his hand in more comic books than anybody known to man. Well, yeah. That means older than anybody else in comic books. Right. He's going to be like 91 this year. Right. So, I mean, you know, think about, when you think about Stan Lee, you know, and that's why we use Stan Lee to revamp, because he is the guy to know. I mean, everybody can relate to Stan Lee because he's in every one of the Marvel movies. Right. Every last one of them. You know, he might play a quick bit role. He might have a word or two. That's it. Right. But he's in every movie. I mean, it's when you look at when you look at Stanley, he like I said, the Godfather of comic books. There's guys that write now that write Superman, Batman, and stuff like that for DC that respect Stanley because he still has his hand in X Men, right? You know, Iron Man, Ghost Rider, Daredevil. Well, and he still writes the down in towards L.A. San Diego area. He, he writes a, a weekly Spider-Man comic right. strip. And he's been doing it for longer than you and I have been alive put together. Right, right. So, you know, that's why Stan Lee, you know, that's why he has been a role model in writing comic books. Be, just for the simple fact, he's been doing it for so long. Right. And, you know, but going back to, you know, us writing Smash, you know, when we did it, issue number two, I came up with the concept fresh distractions oh yes I mean you know you did the drawing I came with the concept and it worked out perfectly because I mean he was nothing literally but an ass and a pair of legs yes that's it fake nose the whole nine yards and that just became one of the funniest thing you've ever created I mean do you remember his power I don't even remember his power at this point but <clears throat> what he would do and, and I know or listen what <laughs> but his power, Professor Scratchy Sniff, is, again, was a from the waist down. Right. And he was like six foot tall. And um, he had eyes on his ass cheeks, <laughs> if I remember right. Yeah. And he had glasses. Well, anyway, his main, his, his power to defense against people, mainly women, was... He would turn around and he would show them what was on the other side. And because it was so huge, they would become entranced. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Because I think it, that's what happened to uh, Sidekick. Remember, he, yeah. he showed her, pretty much showed her his, his schlong <laughs> and <laughs> she became entranced. Yeah. And, you know, that was, uh, and, and then you, you get into it too and then, you know, he had the fake nose because he didn't have a nose. Right. Yeah, that's what covered his butt. You know, that's what covered his asshole <laughs> on the backside. 
or the front, depending on how you look at it. Then, you know, he got in that fight with Hero, and Hero <laughs> hit him in the nose, and, you know, <clears throat> talk about anal fisting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much the way it was. I mean, that's, that's, we, we've done, let's see, well, almost six issues, because we were yeah. working on one, because we're working on issue six right now. Right. And that's the, the Star Wars yeah. uh, knockoff. Well, I remember it's it's a Star Wars phantasm kind of... Yeah, kind of a in-between. Yeah, well, what we did with that one was, you know, when we actually started that one, we were looking for something different. Kind of going back to our horror movie roots with that. Right. You know, and the fact we're Star Wars geeks doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we were, we were looking at that knockoff. I was like, well, hey... Going back to issue number three, four, and five, you know, you had Jet Crapmon yes. that we created, you know, knock off a Pokemon. Then you had, you know, I don't even remember what we called them, but they were knock off of the Power Rangers, the Mighty Humpin' something or other. Oh, that's a good question. Um, the Mighty Humpin' Horny Rangers or something like that, they were supposed to be gay. Yes. And, and you know, it was a knockoff of the Power Rangers and then you know of course you know superman and Sh- superman and schmunk well, of course you know superman would knock off superman superman right we just looked it up and we just realized that the the name for the what we knocked off the power rangers mighty humping horny queers just because we wanted to make because <laughs> we thought the power rangers were gay to begin with because they were pretty much a knockoff of voltron and some other things we grew up watching well looking back on it now it was actually kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> Because we actually went back and read, read part of the script. And we paused for a moment. And as we read the script, we're like, oh my god, why did we even do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying, you know, looking back on it now, we couldn't realize how stupid some of this actually was. <laughs> but it's good stupid. Yeah, it's that funny stupid that, you know, no matter how old you get, you're like, really? You wrote that? <laughs> Because, I mean, anybody, number one, anybody that grew up in the 90s will be able to relate to the humor in Smash. Because not only do we, you know, we make fun of the, what was it? The Mighty Humpin' Horny Queers. <laughs> Which still sounds funny. But, you know, we made fun of Tick. Yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. To an extent. Superman. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I mean... Pokemon, because that was big at the time, yeah. you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, just monkeys in general. I mean, the monkey thing, I don't really know where that came from. It just kind of got thrown in the mix. Well, I do. I actually remember that. That is our rendition of Kenny from South Park. Because in every yeah. episode... We uh, kill a monkey. Right. Except for... Let me see if I can think of this correctly. I think at the end of episode six, or not episode, I'm so used to doing <laughs> podcasts now, I call it things episodes, right. issues. But at the end of issue six, because that was going to conclude our run together, we were actually going to bring on a new writer to, to work on Smash. We killed Hero at the end, right? Right. And it, the last panel opens up, and, and we do an entire spook, the last few pages we did was an entire spoof on the uh, alien base, Marvel alien base. Yep. And 
I don't know, man. It was it was such a good time. Um, and that was actually not that easy because it's always easier to sit down and write face to face. Yeah. But we were we were doing it with like text messaging, text and, messaging and emails. And emails, yes. And but we were able to put everything together. It made it a little bit harder that way because we weren't sitting here face we weren't sitting face to face looking at each other's expressions and thinking you know, especially like when you write something and hand me the sh- hand me the script, you know, I got this big grin on your face, and I'm like, Uh-oh, what do you oh, need to do? Right, you, you know, feed off of each other. Right, you know, we tried so hard with Smash, you know, to keep it going, but you know, after five issues, it was kind of like, you know, okay, it's time to turn the reins over to somebody else. Hopefully, they can, you know, get it or keep it going the way we had it. And you know, I just kind of hope that it still works that way. Because, I mean, me and you had a thing going that I don't think anybody else can recreate. That was one of the things I was looking for in a creative team, was I actually wanted two writers on the, the project. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted them to feed off of each other, like we fed off each other. Right. Because I don't think, I mean, you have some very funny people, but the collaborative part is what really makes stories well that's like the whole idea of smash was you know from smash writing you know you write an idea and then just stop your idea mid-thought give it to somebody else and let them finish your thought right or take your thought and go their own direction with the same thought you know and that was the good thing about smash is because you know there's no consistency in the way we wrote everything you know i'm surprised you were to complete yeah a consistent story right but I mean that was the whole thing you know you started off a thought and then mid thought you're like okay I want to stop here hand you the script you complete my you know and then I completed the thought but I also took that thought and be like okay you know like in the original you know going back to the original because that was the easiest to remember because we've talked about the original so much right you know, you walk into the main boss guy's office, you know, hey, this is a sidekick, blah, 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 you know, and then you, it was talking about going to bed, and, you know, he's trying to get her in bed, stuff like that, and then you just stopped. And then I come up with the whole idea for the twister thing. Right. Because that was just the next screenshot, because it was just constantly, it's like, okay, well, he just stopped right there. It's like, well, I can go to another panel and start right here. I mean, it's a perfect spot to be like, show them in bed. Right. Because he, you were trying so hard, or he was trying so hard to get her in bed. So it's like, hmm, I can put them in bed and continue with my thought, which would work out perfect. And that's the way Smash actually come about most of the time. Because <clears throat> with Smash, when we did that that particular part of the book, it worked out perfect because you know my thought was okay. We're gonna get them in bed, but they're not gonna have they're not gonna have you know have had sex. Right. It's just the whole premise of he's trying, then show him in bed, and you make people think, what the fuck? Right. You know because she's resisting him so much, and then you know just make it look like they've had sex, and then throw the whole twister thing in there, and it's like just made it even more because you know everybody's heard you know sexual twister. Right. You know, you know, left arm green, dick <laughs> and blue, you know, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> and that's where I come up with the idea. But, you know, the thing was, they were just playing 
regular twister. With, yeah, there <laughs> was know, nothing. There was nothing sexual about it. It wasn't strip twister and all like that. It was just regular twister. Was the whole thought. But we left that out of there because just to make you think, oh, that's what kind of twister they were playing. You right. know, make you think that, but that's not where it was supposed to have gone. So, you know, that just left it up to the reader's mind on certain innuendos right. that weren't never there to begin with. One of the things that I enjoy the most, and just touched on it, is the fact that for me, I would know where I'm going. I'd be writing and writing and writing. And if you ever noticed in the script, when I handed it over to you, I was just getting to the build-up, the climactic scene. And though <laughs> I had it in my head, I would hand it off to you. Right. Well, I mean, that worked out perfect because, you know, you knew where the climactic scene wanted to go, but I was like... And I was reading it, and I'm like, I kind of have an idea where you were going with it, but it's like, no, it's not going to work. I want something, I want to throw the reader off at this point. Right. And that's what I did. You know, the whole thing with her flashing the monster, you know, because you're thinking, okay, you know, he's running, it's the climactic part of the story, he's fixing to figure out how to get the monster to drop his jaws so he can throw the pill down his throat. Well, when he does... You know, you're thinking, okay, he's going to throw the pill down his throat, and that's it. You know, right. He's going to run off, and things are going to go from there. It's like, but that's not what I want to, you know, let him fall in with the pill. So that's why I wrote it the way I did, that he fell in. And, right. You know, because that set me up for the whole deep throat thing. You know, and then also, you know, with the gurgling of the stomach and him running out on the turd and everything like that. You know, that everything led up to that point because I knew that's what I wanted to happen. Right. But I didn't know what your thought was before you handed me the script because I knew that's how I wanted to end the script. Well, see, I because I was more traditional comic book storytelling, mine would have been they ran up a flight of stairs on top of the building and threw the pill in. As soon as he roared, they threw the pill in. And that was the Right. But I wanted, you know, but that wasn't... Yeah, I knew it wasn't comedic. It right, wasn't and, funny. That, and that's where you know that's where I took your idea about the whole pill thing, and I'm like, I got it. I already knew how I was going to do it because I knew that was going to be my final writing of, right. the, of the story. So that's why I wrote it the way I did. I already had it in my head how I wanted it. I was hoping you were going to stop at the point I needed you to stop, and you did, without even knowing what I was thinking. Well, my thought was is after I read your piece, it was like, well. How does he get out of the monster? You know, there's only one <laughs> way out. You know, right, right. And then after he gets freight uh, saved from, because spoilers if you haven't read it, um, he literally gets shit out. And, yeah. And Psychic finds him confined in this big ass turd, and uh, she helps him out of the turd. And they're, they're standing on top of the, you know, and they're floating down the river, and then he starts into this. Big ass monologue. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> initially I was like thinking about cutting it down, but we just decided to keep. Right. And from every episode, again, sorry, folks, every issue uh, after that, he had some type of long ass monologue. <laughs> right. And that was, you know, kind of the running joke along with the monkey thing. The only thing when you did the revamp, after I was reading the revamp, the only thing that you left out that, of the revamp that I was kind of. Not really disappointed that you left it out, but the whole movie theater scene. Well, because back then when we wrote comic books, um, and 
the original comic book, 1990, no, it was 2000, 2000, um, comic book pages were 28 comic book pages per comic book. Right. In the revamp now, believe it or not, we're, we're over. Because right. uh, when I wrote it originally, or not wrote it, but when I drew it, redrew it again, it was 22 pages per comic book. Now, as of 2013, there's only 20 pages per comic book. Right, and, but, you know, that was kind of a... Kind of the opening of where he came from, and, kind know, of the hallmark the, moment. Right, it was kind of the hallmark moment because you know we wrote ourselves into that scene. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and then the whole thing with the paddy wagon and the billy clubs and the you know the rest of the bar scene. That's you, in it. Yeah. It, well, not the re- no, you actually cut some of it in the revamp. The bar scene? No, you left the bar scene, but I'm talking about the paddy wagon where he gets tasered and billy clubbed and thrown in the back of the truck. You actually cut that in the revamp. I remember I had to cut a lot. Because right, because what you did is after the bar scene, it cuts to him walking into the office. Getting fired. Ah, yes, yes, you know, yes. So we, you know, we left out the paddy wagon. See, because originally he got fired of the paddy wagon. Right. And not in the office. Right. And then, you know, after he wakes up and he gets, you know, while he's in the paddy wagon, he gets fired and then in the original. Right. And then he meets Sidekick after he's recovering from his bumps and bruises and everything else. That's when he meets Sidekick for the first time. Well, in the revamp, you cut the paddy wagon scene and get fired there and introduce Sidekick a little later. Right. Well, about the same time frame, but in a different manner. Yeah, we uh, we introduced Admiral Haksaka. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just because I had to... You, you have to follow because we were trying to get into like you know, preview and, and big right. distribution. So you have to follow the rules. And right. as much as I preferred, and, and they might be around here somewhere, the actual drawings, because I did redraw that scene. Right. But it was just after everything was said and done, we had to cut it down and we, just, we had to take those pieces out. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, we did take out the whole entire uh, movie scene. Right, which was only like, what, one page, maybe two? Uh, if like that, two pages, I think. But it was... Uh, see, Actually, no, it was a half It was a, um, it was a half splash page. Was it? Yeah. Because I remember... It was only two panels. See, Hero, it, it cuts from the bar scene to Hero in the movie theater, I believe. And he's watching Body Bag. Right. Because the original was, you know, after he gets fired and stuff like that, and they let him go, then he walks to the movie. No, no, yeah, he does. He leaves the bar and goes to the movie theater, and then he makes the fight in the movie theater after watching Body Bag. Yeah, he pisses on the the usher's foot. Yeah, pisses on the usher's foot after getting yelled at for smoking. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And then that's when the whole paddy wagon MP thing started and stuff like that. Well, you know, that was kind of a... And the whole thing, I think we it was mainly just one page because we did the one panel of him sitting saying this is a bullshit movie. Right. You know, and me and you were sitting in the background saying, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. This is an awesome fucking job. <laughs> you know, we kind of threw ourselves into the mix there, you know. Right. <clears throat> but, and then, you know, he pisses on the usher's, you know, he puts a cigarette out, or throws it, actually threw the cigarette on the usher's shoe and then pissed on it. He put it put out. Put it out. 
and then that's when the MPs and all that came in and and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it's kind of a pivotal moment in the script, but this, it, when we wrote it. But at the same time, it could be cut, and the story still flow. Right. Well, that because it, it kind of felt serious. You know, the, the scene kind of right. felt serious, and nothing else in the whole book felt serious. Well, the whole thing was, you know, he just come out of the bar, he goes to the movie theater to relax, calm down, and the usher they, does his thing. And that was the whole reason we wrote it the way we did, is because it was supposed to be semi-serious, but funny at the same time. Well, I remember it was kind of a, an ode to we were always told, you know, when we worked at that nursing home, it was an ode to how much we were told we smoked. Right, right. And that's why we put it in there. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean... We'll see what happens. I mean, we might be able to go and uh, do like a, a director's cut or something like right. that and put those back in there. Right. And, uh, you know, put the whole story in. Right. Because that way we would be able to put the whole, all the pages that got cut would be able to go back in there. Because if we ran it as a Missouri comic, we would actually have to cut even. We'd have to cut two more pages. Right. And, you know, it could be cut. I mean, you know. But that's not that's not the big issue. I mean, you know, it's just remembering back on that time writing that particular part because we were we really did when we wrote that, you know, just a big you know, go see body bag when it comes out kind of thing. Yeah, that's you know? that's what it was all about. It was a big plug. Now Crick, you hadn't started directing body bag yet. No, not yet. You were still in pre production when Because we had just finished the script for Body Bag. Um when we did Smash. Oh, so we didn't even... Yeah, we were... We, we had finished the... We had actually finished the screenplay for Body Bag, the original screenplay, when we wrote Smash. And that's why we put the plug in there, because we knew Smash wasn't going to come out until after I started pre-production. There you go. Okay. That's why we put the plug in there, because after we finished the first issue of Smash, we were fixing to start pre-production on Body Bag. So by the time the Smash number one came out, Hopefully, the, the plan was is that body bag would be on the market so you could plug. Okay, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the that was the original point because <clears throat> I knew by the time we got out of pre-production and got actually into well, by the time we got into production that you would finish you would have finished drawing Smash once we got into production and wrapping up filming. That way, so we could put it out there, put, put Smash on because we were going to put Smash on the market first. Right. That was so while I'm in post production well, while I was in post production for Body Bag, Smash was on the market and it was like, you know, they, if they read the comic book then they know when they saw if Body Bag I was gonna say if they saw a trailer they'd be like, Hey, that's the movie we right, were talking about. Right. And that was that was the whole point of putting that in there, to plug body bag. Which it didn't work that way, but right. we tried. Well, if you remember right too, um, it kinda got held up and, and I don't think I've actually ever talked about this publicly is but after um, you were in production I believe it was somewhere in there um, anyway while I was drawing the script because I, I, I drew both you know both versions were my artwork um, there was, I had to take a hiatus from drawing remember because yeah. I got I got that uh, sepsis infection yep and uh, I was out for a while. Um, yeah, we were actually just finishing pre-production, fixed to go into production. 
there's a lot of people that, you know, I've heard, probably have heard you and me talk about body bags. <clears throat> don't know where we come up with the idea for the stoner and Vato. Oh, you, you want to go ahead and tell them? I'm going to actually let that cat out of the bag. Okay, go for it. I mean, you know, <clears throat> neither one of us are potheads. We hadn't been, I haven't been a pothead in years. You know, and we were actually sitting at the nursing home one night. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. And we were sitting out back smoking, and I had just had my last cigarette a couple hours before, and I hadn't had a chance to get any more. <laughs> so, me and you were sharing a cigarette. <laughs> and I was like, hey, puff, puff, pass, motherfucker. <laughs> and it made you think of a stoner, because we were sharing that cigarette. You know, because you were running low, and I was out, and we were waiting until the next morning. Yeah, because after that, you know, we... It actually comes kind of funny because we were like puff puff pass bitch, <laughs> passing it back and forth, and you know, trying to work and trying to share cigarettes, and that's where really the stoner bato came from. Was you know you made the joke about yeah we sound like a couple of stoners out here, and that's when we did that. It was just kind of funny because then I thought about it. It's like well, we were in the middle of writing that scene, or actually beginning that scene for the stoner bato. Because we, Jason had just, you know, he was going through the woods. Yeah, right? he had just left his car and was going through the woods, and we stopped for a cigarette, and we were doing that, and it was like that would be perfect, you know, because you know, a couple stoners sit in the woods while Jason's walking through it. If you know, it really wound up putting a great spot, getting. Ready kind of for a, a great spot. I was gonna say it was it was kind of that stress reliever right there, right? You know, or tension because there was a lot of tension in the script that was right. going, you know, and doing a little bit of comic relief, and then it kind of got back into the series, right? And you know the whole the whole part with you know the Stoner Vato was it really wasn't supposed to be there, right? It was nothing planned, right? Pre planned, pre planned because when we come up to that point, it's like. Man, what are we gonna do? Because we wanted to add a death scene right there, right? And we didn't know how to do it, and we were doing, you know, we we're out there smoking, so that that helped a lot. <laughs> yeah, because when we got back to the the table, uh, I remember we were trying to figure out what what we wanted to do because I remember we're like we are, we even went through and we wrote down like a list of characters who were into the movie thus far right and we're like well do we want to cut back to this character and kill that character or kill that character and but we, we had other things planned for those characters so we couldn't kill them right so and then and that's when we came up with the, the stone I think was it originally it was supposed to be two stoners wasn't it yeah and then because of me being Hispanic, I went with the Watto. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, that was the original, you know, the, and, and that was the thing with that. I mean, we, that wasn't planned at all. It just, we made it an ongoing joke while we were out there smoking, and it's like, and I thought about it. That would actually be perfect for that spot. Because, I mean, you know, who wouldn't walk up on a couple of stoners in the middle of the woods, smoking pot, and getting high, and and see, that's the nice thing about shooting in, in Arkansas, is the fact that there, it's such a, a woodland area. Yeah, that that actually worked. You know, there's a lot of nothingness in between towns and things like that. And so when his car broke down, that was actually the perfect spot for that. But see, at the same time, you know, we were also 
looking to make it look, you know, as, you know, basically we were pointing in a direction of a killer, so, you know, it right. kind of made it look like Jason was the killer. Right. You know, and that was kind of the whole premise of him walking through the woods and then this pops up, because we were turning the script that way to make you think, what the fuck? Right. See, because I remember, like, in the remake, you know, we kept that, that scene. I looked, and I looked, and I looked, because we had to have a very lusciously green area. Right. And where I live, you know, yeah. that's, you'll find a copious amount of dirt. Yeah. So, we did casting, or not casting, but we did uh, locations, and we were in that, the closest place that I could find is like, a, was a desolate area in Big Bear. And even at that, it still wasn't as green as it was when you shot it in, in 2000 in, right. in Arkansas. But that was as close to get. Yeah. And, you know, and that that was the, the hard part of that scene was, you know, then that's why when we wrote it in Arkansas, it, that, that part, that scene actually worked perfectly because of all the woods and everything in that area. You know, especially even with the uh, cemetery scene. That actually. Do you want to tell them the story about the cemetery scene of me? Or do you want me to tell you? I'll let you tell that one. Okay, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm very. I don't want to say superstitious, but. I'm not game to go into the cemetery. Now, that's my wife. Lacey will go walking around cemeteries just for fun. Me. In fact, when we were doing the the locations for the original shoot of a body bag. I wouldn't even go into the cemetery. Do you remember? Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, we're going to do the sex scene here. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, well, it's going to be about 3, 4 in the morning during the shoot. I'm like, have fun with that because I won't be here. Yeah. I just, I don't do cemeteries. Right. Well, in you know, the thing was, the cemetery, the cemetery we were going to use was in the middle of nowhere. And, right. You know, one road in, one road out. That's it. In the woods, off a dirt road. Middle of Arkansas, and that's why I picked that spot because there's nobody there. There's nobody around. There's like not a house for miles around that cemetery, and we figured that would be the perfect spot. Well, remember we moved the sex scene from actually inside the cemetery to Don't. outside the gates. <laughs> Don't accommodate me. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't want to. Because you didn't want to do it actually in the cemetery. So we use the. You know, we come outside the gates and. And the fencing and everything like that, and just do the scene that was so you didn't feel uncomfortable <laughs> out there doing the, the scene. I'm a wuss, I admit it. But it actually worked out better because we were able to use the vehicle for the scene instead of just a blanket right. in between a couple of headstones. Right, because you were able to, to do multiple, multiple different shots. Right, multiple angles, multiple shots, and that's, that's why, you know, because inside the car, you know, you could open the doors, you know, you had the multiple angles... You know, you could shoot it from the front seat, you could shoot it from the back glass, the side doors, the whole nine yards. You know, you had multiple ways you could shoot that scene. Right. To make it look like you wanted. And that's why I decided that would be a better idea, but I wanted I wanted the cemetery in the background so people knew you were in the cemetery. You know, so... And that's why I think that worked perfect, because there's a, you know, just a short really opening lane on one side of the fence and one on the other and that was all that was out there right and after that it went in the woods I remember 
So, you know, no matter how you shot this scene, you're, you're going to get the cemetery in the shot. And it worked out perfect. You know, but, you know, remember also, too, there's that little, like, area that would dip into the woods that looked like, you know, somebody kind of cut it out for a bathroom or something right, like that. Right. That's what it looked like, you know. But there's nothing there, you know. It didn't go any further than the wood line, but it was cut perfectly for somebody to go back there to use the bathroom or whatever. Now, here's one for you. And when you're talking about that, it popped in my head, and I haven't talked about this in the last 12 or 13 years, is I don't even remember what we were scouting the, the building for, but remember we walked into that old abandoned house and we seen pentagrams everywhere? Mm-hmm. And then we went into this one room and all those bats came out. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I don't even remember why we... I don't know what that was for. I think that was originally... I remember I remember now because we were going to use an abandoned house to the hospital. Originally. Cause we were oh, for the party scene. Yeah, because we were debating whether or not to use an abandoned house in the woods or the abandoned hospital. Right. Because at the time we didn't want to shoot in town because, you know, you had... Because where that hospital's at, you really have to do your shoot just right not to get the surrounding buildings. Right. And so we were like, well, why not, let's see if we can find an old house out in the woods somewhere, you know. And we found that house. And that worked out perfect. And That house was creepy. It, it was creepy, you know, with the pentagrams and the bats and all that stuff, you know. And we're like, well, that's a perfect house. Well, then, remember, I almost fell to the floor. Yes. <laughs> and we're like, never mind. <laughs> Because the house was falling apart, it had been there for a good 40, 50 years with nobody living in it. So yeah, that's, that all, was, that's all we needed is lawsuits with the cast and crew. Right. And so we decided to scrub it and use the hospital again because we figured out the angle and stuff like that. But I think the, honestly and truthfully, in the long run, I think, or actually looking back, you know, the the house would have been a better idea because it was in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know, and we could do what we wanted to, and if, it, if the house wound up catching on fire, burning to the ground while we were shooting, <laughs> nobody would have known. No. Nobody would have cared, you know. But the hospital, I think, was a better choice because of the way we wrote this, the way we shot this, you know, really, really wrote the scene. Because you walked in the hospital, you, you got the long, narrow corridor with the rooms on each side, and you got the main. I guess, I don't remember really what it was. I think it was a waiting room in the hospital or more like the, the interior hallway, right. you know, from the patient's rooms. And basically it was the center of the hospital. And that's why that one worked better because, you know, you had, because you can do the creepiness like in Halloween 2. I was right. walking off of, you know, we actually had, we could use the, the creepy feeling of him walking down the hallway and kind of stepping into room and somebody's walking out, stepping back out in the hallway, creeping down, stepping back into a room. Right. You know, you can you could have drawn it out compared to the house, you really couldn't have drawn it out. Well and and that is um how do I explain this? It's uh, uh that's your pat on the back for the head <laughs> is because during the actual shoot it was more like an act it was a, a party. Right. You know, there was no scariness to it whatsoever. We were taking shoots, we were drinking, blah, blah, blah. Which, originally, the original concept was there was not supposed to be beer. It was supposed to be apple juice or something. Somehow, beer came into play. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we, we had fun. 
shooting. It was not scary. But then you went home. Now, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were cutting, you took the, the cam and you had like two different deep VC, I was going to say DVD players. Yeah. Wrong era. Yeah, wrong era. Um, you had two VCRs and that's how you were cutting. You were playing one tape and then you played another tape and then as you were cutting it, you were recording on a third VCR. Right, right. right. Well, what it was is when I when I did the editing, because I'd shot it at different times, you know, it was all lit up during the party and stuff like that <clears throat> at the end in the main hallway. So as I was shooting the original, I was walking down the hallway in, the, in a lighted hallway just to get that creep because I knew what I, how I was going to cut it. And it was easier to do it this way. Right. You know, so we were going down the hallway in, the, in a lighted room, stuff like that, and then I came back later with just the guy that played the figure. And see, like I said, you know, it's just me and the figure that went back to do the shoot because I had the had everything set up already because we'd already done the party scene stuff like that. So all the lights were still there and stuff like that. And since you know there wasn't going to be anybody walking down the hallway originally, you know, we shot that, and then I was like, man, it would be really creepy if he actually stepped into a room because somebody was leaving. So then I went back again with the figure and one or two other people and reshot it and scrubbed the original, you know, just scrubbed the first part. And so, but I left all the lights there and everything after we'd done the party scene. So when I did it with him, I could turn the lights on, the strobes were going and stuff like that. And it wasn't going to be, you know, you weren't, weren't going to really see anybody, but that was when I cut it, you know, it was easier to cut and wasn't going to be a big issue on cutting right. because everything was already there. You know, I, I, as you're talking, I'm kind of thinking back on it. I think it's maybe a good thing that the remake didn't happen. I don't know. I, because at the time, I was very Rob Zombie influenced. Right. In fact, um, the figure, I cast it as my brother, who is six foot seven and he weighs like 350 pounds. <laughs> you know, he had that very... Um, Taylor main look to him. Right. You know, for uh, what's his name? From Halloween, I can't Michael Myers. Michael Myers. You know, yeah. in, in the you know, he had that big burly stocky look. Right. And kind of thinking about it to the original and what the original figure looked like, it was like the comparisons were completely different. Two different, you know. Well, I mean, look at the original Halloween and you know Rob Zombie's remake. You know, the original guy was like 5'11", you know, 165 pounds, you know, little bitty guy. Yeah, you know? he wasn't that big. Yeah, they patted him down a little bit to make him look a little bit bigger. And then you got Taylor Mate. I mean, come on. So, I mean, it would have worked because, you know, but at the same time, during the remake, it was right before the remake of Halloween came out. Everybody knew the remake of Halloween was coming out. And I was like, hmm, it's kind of a good time for a remake. Right. But then at the same time, you know, it's like... As you were doing the remake, when you were telling me what you were doing and stuff like that, I was looking at it thinking, man, it sounds like we're basically redoing, doing the same thing Rob Zombie was doing with his remake. Right. Because you were adding a few more things and taking some things out that weren't really necessary in the original. And, you know, you added, and then, like I said, you even added a few things. I think I added like 40 more minutes to the script. But you took out 30 minutes of bullshit. (laughs) <clears throat> that we used as a filler in the original. Right. You know, 
walking down the hallway of the party scene, you know, that was a filler. You know, because originally, when I, with that, when I did that concept of him walking down the hall, it was supposed to be a quick one minute walk. You know, you see the doors close behind him, and then you hear a bunch of screaming, and then, you know, a couple minutes later, he walks out, locks the door, but you don't see anything, and then you go into the investigation about it, and it was supposed to be a quick boom, 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 boom. Right. And I was like, shit, we don't have enough time. You know, it was at the time, it was only like maybe 65, 70 minutes. Right. You know, we wanted to make this at least an hour and a half. So we went through, you know, I went through and I added the walking, you know, the slowly walking down the hall with the partiers coming out. That way, so, you know, we could give it a little bit of filler time. And we did that with everything, you know. Because originally, you know, like the original concept with Jason walking in the woods after his car broke down, he was supposed to basically say that goddamn foreign piece of shit, kick his car and walk off. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. You know, in fact, I think it's still in there. Yeah. Well, that was the original concept. Well, then, you know, then we decided, then I decided later in the original that I was going to actually add a few things. You know, just for the simple fact, like, go through, add, you know, him looking around, looking for something to fix his car and things of that nature. That way, so we could actually fill in what we could fill in without doing anything to change the script. And a few other things that we, I think what, one of the other things that was a filler was in the ending. Because there was some dialogue that we didn't have and then we added later just to make the scene kind of extended. Longer, yeah. yeah. I remember that. It's like with the stoner and Bato, you know. Originally, he was the figure was supposed to walk up. They said what they had to say. Heads got lopped off and he walked off. Well, right. we added more dialogue there. You know, um, and then originally, actually the original script, we didn't have the opening with the priest. No. No. And we're like, man, we still need to come up with ten more minutes, at least. I remember. To make an hour and a half. And then you wrote that, then you actually wrote that scene, which actually filled in the ten minute gap that we needed. And that worked out perfect. It was, um, what was the original opening? Do you remember? The original opening was her on the bus. Was Dawn on the bus coming to the new town, you know, things of that nature. Which is now the second scene. Because, remember, when it opens up, in the original opening, you know, Dawn comes to town, gets off the bus, walks up to the college, you know, starts her registration, things right. of that nature. And that's where she meets Jason for the first time, kicking back, bullshitting his buddies and, things, and stuff like that. Well, then you decided, well, we really need an opening kill scene. Because... To set the mood. Yeah, More. to really set the mood, because, you know, it kind of looked like a college... At, when we first started, it looked like a college party movie. Right. You know, so... Road trip. Right. Road <laughs> trip, you know, Euro trip, things of that nature. Now, those are actually before those came out. So, we were actually trying to come up with something to set the mood for the rest of the movie. To set the tone before the credits. Because, you know, after the credit, you know, with the, with the whole opening and stuff like that, it really did set a mood because we wanted, we really wanted something that's going to grab your attention from the get-go. Right. 
you know, and it's, it's a lot of, once you get that point and you get to the opening, and then the, after you get to the credits and stuff like that, and you get to the opening scene of the original, you know, you kind of have that feel like, okay, you know, it feels like Scream did at the time, um, and stuff like that, you know, the whole high school, college type feel, you know, you had your, like, with the original Scream, you know, you had your murder scene to set the tone, and then, you know, a bunch of kids hanging out in front of the high school. Right. And that's what the tone we were looking for. And the tone actually set up perfect when you wrote that scene. But later, we added that actually another scene into that, you know, with Bruce, which was a character that wasn't even in the original concept. No, he was a cop, but he he wasn't a character. Right, he wasn't, you know, a main character, which we turned around before we wrote, or actually before we started filming, and actually added him into it, too, and made him a main character. Which was actually shocking to me, because... Excuse me. When we were doing that, when we were rewriting the script, you know, several times before the shoot, we'd come up with new ideas or ways to do think different things on certain aspects. Well, like I said, you know, Bruce wouldn't... And that was another filler, was Bruce. Right. Because the original concept was he was just supposed to be a cop, you know, a couple scenes, boom, he's done. You know, nothing major. But we need, like I said, needed fillers here and there. It was to the point where literally he he became part of the indie. Right, right. You know, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you haven't seen the movie. But yeah, he did became part of the actual main part of the ending. Which, you know, that threw everybody for a loop when they saw that. Compared to some of the people that had read, read the script in early pre-production, which they didn't know there was two versions of the script out there. Right. You know, and when they read the original, the actual original original script, they're like, okay, well, that ending makes sense. Well, then there was the edited shooting script that we had that had extras and right. twists and things of that nature. Of uh, Then that's what we used for filming. Which, a lot of people don't know this, too. Which, you probably... I know you know. Because you've got all three versions of the script. <laughs> just for the simple fact that, you know... And when we actually... You know, just... Because we didn't want the, the full script to get out there. Right. You know. But we never put it on the computer, either. It was always written on paper. Right. And we did that for a reason. After yeah. we typed it up, yeah. we destroyed the copy on the computer. And, you know, then when we actually went to filming, we actually used all three versions of the script. So, technically, there's the script that you see in the you know, from the original from the original is not the script that you see. It's not the actual script itself. Right. You know, it's a little bit of all three scripts. That way, so you're not... So nobody would get confused. I mean, granted, you know, confused the actors and stuff like that because they didn't know which version of the script to read. But, you know, that was before Scream 3 ever came out and they put the same thing in, in, in Scream 3, which... Did they really? Yeah, remember? Uh, and we actually laughed about that when Scream 3 came out because the whole key was, did they do another goddamn rewrite? You know... 
So, and I laughed because that's what we did. That way, so nobody knew the full script. You know, the actors weren't out there saying, yeah, this is what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen because they didn't know. Yeah, because, you know, they didn't really know until after everything was said and done, you know, which the original script. But I did that on purpose. Of course, like I said before, you know, and it's even that's even in the book. If you if you buy the book, you know, Rise and Fall, New Blood Films, it's in the book. That's funny you brought that up because I was going to ask you if you, you wanted, because I know you're still writing the book. Right. Um, if you, you want to bring it up, you know, they're, they're, you're doing uh, a book, it's called what? Rise and Fall, New Blood Films. And that literally covers everything. Everything. From the beginning all the way to the end. And, you know, it references Body Bag a lot. Um, isn't there, there's a whole chapter based on Body Bag, right? Yes, there's a whole chapter. Um, and see, what I did, and what a lot of people don't realize, too, is when I filmed Body Bag, I did it in front, of, and actually did it in front of a live audience. You know, and people didn't realize that. I mean, I was able to cut the sound. Right. But I actually cut it and filmed it in front of, you know, an actual live audience. Well, you dubbed it, right? I remember you dubbed yeah. it in the sound. Right, just to cover up, you know, there's... There are O's and odds, you know, and I can't believe you did that kind of thing. Well, <clears throat> this, this by coincidence, it's a complete coincidence <laughs> that I actually have have a, a, a piece of this on the computer, and the program is actually open to <laughs> a scene specific to what we're talking about. Complete coincidence. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. But I, I actually have a piece from the book, um talking about the final moments of, of right. uh, filming like that. And I want to share this. This is actually an excerpt from the Rise and Fall of New Blood films, written by Alan Russo, and we're looking at next year for it to come out? Uh, probably next year. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know there's we've got a lot to cover. Yeah, there's a lot to cover. Okay, so I'm going to start here. It says, 15 minutes later, Russo came out to a nearby building to address the group of people who had been traveling with him and the others while they filmed the second movie. Everyone heard his emotional words as he spoke. The young creator thanked everyone for following his work and that this experience was nothing like he would seen before. Alan explained that while filming his first film was a small, intimate project, but with body bag, the, fa the fans were there for him each step of the way. He thanked everyone for coming and then took his seat behind the camera. This caused the crowd to begin another wave of applause for the writer-director. The cheers grew as Alan called out quiet on the set as three actors came and took their places. As Russo planned, the cast reversed the roles during the first shot to make the character Jason the murderous villain of the film. When he called cut, he turned towards the crowd to see their reaction. There was mixed reactions from the people, but he was surprised that only a few people were leaving. Once he got the set, or once he got the scene reset, Russo got up from behind the camera and asked the crowd, do you want to see that again? The crowd replied with a strong cheer, and Alan took his seat back behind the camera. 
They would shoot another take of the final scene, but this time the correct character was revealed as the killer, which caused the crowd to erupt into yet another applause that actually caused Russo to stop filming. Alan got back up and was laughing as he turned towards the crowd saying, I got you, I got you. He explained what he had done and that Don was in fact the victim, which caused a louder cheer. Finally, he turned to the cast and yelled out, That's a wrap, everyone. And by 10.22 p.m., Russo's second and most expensive film, Body Bag, was completed. That's, that's, I want to read it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And a lot of people, you know, and I wrote, I wrote this book in third person. You know, um, and I did it for a reason. The reason I wrote it in third person is because, you know, I wanted the reader to feel like, you know, really just wanted to feel like, you know, somebody else was telling the story, not me. Right. That's why I wrote it in third person. That way, so, you know, you're looking at it and you're like, okay, well, you know, like, I'm looking upon myself writing this book. Kind of reflection. Yeah. And that's why I decided to write it in third person. Instead of, you know, saying, I a lot, me a lot, stuff like that. that that's poor writing. Right. And I'd rather write it in third person, you know, using my first and last names a lot, things of that nature, because then you write it third person, and it works better, and it actually flowed better from the book. Well, what I read sounds good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said early in the beginning of the show, you've been here, you know, this whole week, and I've absolutely enjoyed it. It's been way too long in the making. Oh, yes, it has. Um, Definitely. So, are you tired of podcasting? Because I told you in the beginning, I said, you're going to do so much podcasting, you're probably going to be tired of it. Nah, don't bother me one bit. You enjoyed yourself? Oh, yeah, it's just sitting here talking. All right, good deal. All right, well, maybe next time you're back in California, we sit down and we'll shoot the shit one more time, and, and uh, maybe, just maybe, something new will pop up on the plate where we can talk about something new instead of reflecting. You never know. I've always got something up my sleeve, and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, that's it for this week. I am David K. Montoya. I'm Alan Russo. Come back next week as we continue to look for the answer to the age-old question of who's the boss. Have a good night, guys. You know, we never actually put out that book. I wonder what happened. I have to. I have to go see what. In fact, I was talking to Russo earlier today. I'll have to call him back and find out. That's a really good question because, um, yeah, that book never got made. The the Rise and Fall of New Blood Films. Interesting. All right, kids. Thank you so much for coming in and enjoying our show this week. Uh, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And come back next Friday, and let's see if I can find something like New Year themed, since we will be heading out the new year. So come back next week, and we will do it all over again, and enjoy three hours of pure audio entertainment right here on Flashback Friday. Happy holidays, guys. <laughs>